Please don't fast forward. This is not an ad. Uh, but before we start, I wanted to give everyone an update on the status of this podcast, which sounds scary, but I'll tell you right away, I'm not going anywhere. Um, but loyal Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show listeners may have noticed uh, that I haven't posted a new episode in a few months, and I thought I owed you guys an update about what's going on. Uh, well, what's going on is I've been busy, and I love making this show, um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's hard sometimes. So, what's been keeping me busy? One thing I want to tell you about right now is uh, a game that I've been working on uh, for way too long. Uh, I might have teased it on the show before, but I don't think ever quite this explicitly. Uh, and I am going, I'm telling both you and myself, I'm going to release this thing in 2020. It's really coming together. Uh, I'm very excited about it. And if you're excited about it um, and you email me, and I'll give you my email address in a minute, if you email me, um, I will, I'm pretty likely to send you a beta copy that you can check out. Um, so it's coming together and it's close. And I'm excited about that. And that's one of the things. Um, but really, I don't know, you know, life is busy and stuff. And I'm sorry I wasn't more communicative uh, before I took this hiatus. And I will try to be better about that in the future um, because there is a future. Uh, this podcast is not going away, but looking into 2020, uh, I do think I need to figure out a more sustainable schedule for myself, and I don't know what that is. I'm thinking potentially of releasing episodes in batches, uh, and just, you know, we'll have a few weeks in a row of episodes, and then I'll go back into hiding, and then I'll come back at you soon. Um, honestly, that's kind of how I've always recorded it. Like, usually I do all the recordings at once, then I edit it, so that's kind of how it goes. Another option is potentially I just release them as I do them. I don't know. Like I'm always trying to do them, and as I do them, uh, I'll put them out to you, and sometimes they'll come fast, sometimes they'll come slow. I don't know. I really haven't figured it out yet, and if you guys have any suggestions or feedback, I would love to hear from you. Uh, my email address is jeff at jeffrubinjeffrubinshow.com. I'm pretty good at responding to tweets uh, where I am at jeffrubinshow, and both of those links are at jeffrubinjeffrubinshow.com. One of the things I can promise you is that there will be new episodes in January, new interviews in January, none of this talk in a pat bullshit, new interviews in January, and the reason I'm so confident uh, is because I've already recorded them, so let me go ahead and tell you what those are going to be about. Um, one is with a linguist, and is sort of about the science of language, uh, and the other uh, is about The Simpsons, and actually using The Simpsons as an educational tool. Been a while since we did a Simpsons episode. So if you guys have any suggestions for guests you want to hear on the show in 2020 or any time in the next decade, um, email them to me. I already gave you my email address, saltjeffrubinjeffrubinshow.com. Anyone you want to hear on the show, uh, let me know. I'll do my best to get them. One last thing before we get to the fun stuff is uh, I have to thank you. I know it's cheesy, but I have to thank you, uh, the person currently listening to this on a treadmill, on the subway, uh, cleaning the house, wherever you are. Uh, I love making the show, and I don't think I would do it if you weren't listening. So um, I can't tell you how much it means to me. I, I love that you guys listen to this. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoy making it, and I'm looking forward to making more of it uh, next year. Without further ado, let's start the show. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. I am Jeff Rubin, sitting in Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Studios. Studios? Studios with Patrick Castles. Hey, Pat. Hey, what's up? Uh, we are here for 
uh, our annual summer movie review, which has become a twice-a-year event now. This used to be an annual thing. It is now right. a twice-a-year thing. Yeah. And uh, the way it works is every summer, Pat and I like to get together and uh, discuss the movies we saw this summer. Um, but recently, we've added this other layer where we will predict how the movies will fare on Rotten Tomatoes, and then we revisit it at the end of the summer and see how we did. Um, and I will walk through the rule. We're going to change it up just a little bit this year. Um, I'm just thinking like other business we have to talk about before we start. One thing is last year when we did this, yeah. I was very hyping up that next year was going to be the 10th year we did this. The that was review? Yeah, that was wrong. Next, this is now the ninth year. The next year will be the 10th year. The first year, I apologize, I got this wrong last year. No, I can't even believe we're even close to 10 years. The first year we did this was 2011, and the movies included, I just looked today, uh, the the reason I can remember, the one that really sticks out in my mind is the first Planet of the Apes from the rebooted Planet of the Apes trilogy came out. And I remember recording it, being and we had just seen it and being like, I think I really like this Planet of yeah. the Apes movie. Yeah, yeah. So it was that summer. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter 7 was in that episode. Green Lantern, which I thought was like 20 years ago already we saw that fucking movie. I remember movie. we saw that together. Yeah. You were, it was kind of your idea to see it because- I love that Green Lantern. Maybe your favorite superhero, yeah. full stop. Yeah, I, I love Green Lantern. And so it was a great moment, too, because I don't know if you ever see a movie with a friend, and when the movie ends, you're not sure if, like, well, I thought this was good, but they might hate it, or I hate it, and if they think it's good, it's going to be awkward. And we looked at each other, and you were just like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. And I was like, thank God you said that, because, yeah, that's something. Still, I don't want to, I guess, crap on it too much. Maybe still the worst one, even like 10 years. That of, might be the worst movie we've seen in 10 movies. years of these things. It's true. Because like movies are just more competent now. Look, we complained, we complained about Green Lantern a lot on this podcast. I didn't realize we hadn't even initially seen it for this podcast. So this is year nine. Next year, we will have done this for 10 years. I am still, one year later, looking for a good idea, if any listeners have ideas about how we should celebrate it. Maybe, we'll, we'll, oh. maybe that's what we'll do is what you just suggested. Think about what are the best summer movies we've seen in the past 10 years, worst summer movies we've seen. In the past. Maybe like we'll look at like the decade of summer movies in 2021, a full year after everyone else is done with their decade list. Next year, that's, we'll do our decade but list. But that's going to be great because then like people, I love the decade lists. We should do one every year. <laughs> <laughs> we should just always have a rolling list. 2012 to 2022. Uh, okay, so... Let's turn to the business of going through the movies of summer 2020. Here is oh, wait, actually one oh, more please. one more piece of yeah. old advice because this never came up. The rule the 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 stakes last year. Oh yes, thank you. The stakes, okay. Go can, ahead. can I can I do it? Please. The stakes of this game are the win, the the loser has to watch the lowest rated movie of the summer, again, going by Rotten Tomato score. And to give it some real stakes, they have to do it sober. Last year, Pat lost in a surprisingly close uh, event. It really came down to like the last movie as we were going you through You had this. a comeback because the first two or three, like, yeah, you I think totally I underbet under on Avengers. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Which is now, as of this taping, is the highest grossing film ever made. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, I think, is it wrong to tell you, guys, I think Avengers Endgame is my favorite movie of the year. I'm so basic. I'm so fucking basic. I think it's like the best movie of the year. I love Avengers Endgame. I, it is basic, but it's that's the, basic is basic for a reason. Anyway, Pat lost last year, and as a penalty, he had to watch um, the, oh my god, this movie is like really faded from existence already. It is The Hustle. The Hustle with Rebel Wilson and Anna... Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. You did watch the movie, Pat. How was The Hustle? I kind of liked it. I know it was meant to be his punishment, but I was maybe that's the reason. I was as punishments go, it was 
delightful. Totally. You got off so easy. Like, I think we really imagined you were going to be watching, like, some garbage, like, kids movie or something. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I, I saw it on an airplane. Watching with, it anyway. As a great airplane movie, which I is not an insult. I think I think everyone who anyone who knows airplane movies knows it's not meant to be an insult. It's yeah, a no, great airplane movie. I love movie. a good airplane movie. Um, I love the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's surprisingly, like... I thought it was like a like a reboot or a reimagining of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's almost like scene for scene the same movie, huh? Like on purpose. Yeah, that so is. So it's a it's a it's a more specific remake than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, love it. Well, let me ask you, and then we should get to the twenty twenty stuff. But it sounds fine and inoffensive, and like so. Why why do you think it was like so lowly rated, like lower than? Um, I don't know. I, well, actually, I can look real quick and see what the... Oh, no, I can't look real quick. Why do you think it was so lowly rated? I don't know. That's a great question. It's definitely not... The rating was is, like, shockingly low. It's definitely not... Even if you don't love it, it's not as... The rating does not uh, accurately reflect the movie at all. Um, I don't know. People seem to have a chip on their shoulder by a halfway sometimes. Um, right. Comedies that are not like this is a remake. It, it was com- so much lower. It got a 14 on Rotten Tomatoes, and number two was... The number two worst was X Men Dark Phoenix, which I watched on an airplane and is also terrible. That got twenty three percent, and then 14. Ugly Dolls got twenty seven percent. Those were the lowest three of last summer. Fourteen is, I I can't fathom that. Like even yeah, if you nothing don't... else is well, then Son of Shaft is thirty, and oh Men in Black is twenty two. But almost everything else is a way above fifty. Like very few things are below fifty, much less at fourteen. At worst, it's like a like a forty five or like a sixty. It's like a solid middle. That's the worst thing I could possibly say about it. I guess people also have a chip on their shoulder about remakes and just like, oh, why are they remake it if they're just gonna do the same thing? The original's so good. It's just kind of surprising because like yeah. they kind of hid. You kind of had to like read to understand that it was a dirty rotten scoundrels remake. Like it yeah. wasn't like very obvious in the marketing. So it was cool. Uh, it was part because Anne Hathaway did this really close to the same time she did uh, Ocean's Eight, where she's the villain, mm-hmm. and she's not the villain in this, but she's like she's, she's a con woman. She's kind of the villain. Yeah, you know, you could argue which one of them is the villain, or they both are, or whatever. And it's that's a very fun. They're both kind of fun. It's very clever of her, I think, as a career move to kind of lean into this kind of really unfair like. There was, remember there was a kind of a really unfair, like, I don't, I don't like Anne Hathaway totally, thing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for a bunch of, I don't know, weird amorphous reasons, but um, I thought it was like, good on you. You're like, own it. Okay, so what will be the movie that one of us won't really mind watching on a plane in 2021 at some point? We will find out. Uh, let's get to the movies we're going to start. I guess this is really last summer kicked off with Avengers Infinity War. Oh, I have to explain the rules. The first movie is going to be Black Widow. Let me quickly explain the rules. Last year, we both made a guess, and then we just saw which one of us was closer. This year, only one of us will guess the Rotten Tomatoes score, and then the other person will have to guess if the eventual score is going to be higher or lower. So let's say Black Widow, I predict it's going to get a 90. And then it, Pat will say higher or lower. Pat, Let's say Pat says lower. And then it actually gets an 88. Pat would get the point for that. But then if it actually got a 95... Uh, I would get the point for that, right? And if it's ninety on the nose, I think I think I got to get the point for so that. So it's just like, yeah, it's like I'm saying you're under undervaluing this movie or overvaluing it. And uh, disclaimer, just like we did last year, is uh, like the Rotten Tomatoes score is not. First of all, we're gonna see all these movies. Like I want all these movies to be good because I'm probably gonna see almost all of them. Yeah. So I want all these movies to be good. Um, and we're hoping they're good. And like what they get on Rotten Tomatoes is like this other thing, like separate from whether we enjoy it or not. I think last year you used the phrase just like reading the tea leaves. Like we're just the fun for us, I think, is like trying to 
imagine how the movie will be received. Not be not like yeah. not we don't want to like I don't know. And it's kind of the only like actual numeric metric that is even somewhat accepted as like a thing that we have no there's no other way for us to play this game without other than the Rotten Tomatoes right, score, right, right. right? Like, we can't... We could do box office, but I don't know, like, to me, like, the... I don't know, like, if people like it is more interesting than if people go see it. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, the, uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is definitely a more fun uh, version of that. I would be terrible at the box office thing, to be honest. All right, let's get started. As mentioned, the first movie of the summer, maybe I'll just guess this first one, it's Black Widow. Kind of interesting, it's the only Marvel movie of the summer. Like, last year, there was, like, Endgame, but then there was also Spider-Man. Captain Marvel had just come out a few months before that. Yeah, and in general, like, this, like, you showed me the list yesterday, and I, you, I was, it's not like, it's not like it doesn't have a bunch of big sequels and franchise things in it, but it felt a little less franchise than other, yeah. than last summer. Maybe that's... Not true, but or maybe it's just the lack of Marvel movies. But yeah, I think missing. I don't know. Like, there's no obvious end game here. Like, I'm actually not sure. Looking at this list, what will be the highest grossing movie on this list? Maybe we can think about that a little at the end. All right, Black Widow looks pretty good. All the Marvel movies are good. I assume they're going to keep being good. I'm going to say 89. 89 percent is my prediction. 89. What a cowardly answer. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just coming in hot. I don't know. I don't know. That is a sort of a cowardly answer. So do you think it's no, going to get not 90 that or cowardly, or not? but I want to just go 90. But no, uh, maybe I should do that. And um, I, well, here, I have, can I ask yeah. some questions before yeah, I give yeah, my, yeah. Over, my, my, I'm my guess? I'm happy. We didn't do this last year, but I think we should consider, like, if you want, I'm happy to look up, like, what Captain Marvel got on Rotten Tomatoes is, like, a comparison or what. Um, I think if requested, we are allowed to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, Or you, you're in, like, Captain Marvel. The, got I think a, the more data points, the, maybe more, I should, the better. Maybe I should adjust down because Captain Marvel actually got a 78% but Captain Marvel is also probably the worst Marvel movie of the past few years I think 78% is fair it's still pretty good but it, that's as low as that to me is pretty what did the cool. last Spider-Man get the new one Far, Far From, from home, home right because that's the last last one really yes that is true but Spider-Man is like I get well I guess is more established than Black Widow but Black Widow's been like I don't know a decade of huge Marvel movies already now is this going this is a origin story for Black Widow, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. It's a prequel because, well, but, she died in uh, Endgame. But then what's the show? Because the show is coming out, She right? doesn't have it. I don't believe she has a show. There's a Black... Uh, oh. There's a, she doesn't have a show. There's a Falcon and Winter Soldier show. And there is a... Are you a sure? I saw a trailer. No, there's no Black Widow show. So the trailer I saw was for this movie. I not think that's for the, right. Okay. Yeah, with um, what's his name for Stranger Things. I, it's almost like TV. It's almost like this entire entertainment landscape is confusing now. It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, I bet those Marvel shows are gonna like minute for minute look as good as the movies. All right. So well, what the Mandalorian think? is like looks that. Have you watched it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's like a movie every yeah. week. It's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what did Spider Man get? Though I'm curious what you think. I gotta ask what you think about Baby Yoda because I remember you being anti Baby Groot because you thought it was like. Wait. What's that? <laughs> really? You were, I don't know if you were like anti-Baby Groot, but you were like more Baby Groot skeptical than most because I think you said it was like, just like the uh, like the inf- infantilization of it or something, you know, just like, I don't know, just, I, you, you had a beef with Baby Groot. Do you like Baby Yoda? I do like Baby Yoda, but Baby Yoda is like, I do like Baby Yoda. I'll tell you the big difference between Baby Yoda and Baby Groot. Baby mm-hmm. Yoda's a puppet. That makes all the, it's like much cuter than like the, yeah. C, than like a CG thing running around, you know? I don't, God, now I feel like, <laughs> I'm gonna get hate mail now. I bet I don't like Baby Groot. Uh, no, Baby Yoda's cool because beyond being cute, it's, uh, A, the, tw- like, the fact, the introduction of him was such a great twist. 
and like maybe one of the best hidden twists of like yeah. in a while. I mean, this has been noted, but like Disney doesn't have any Baby Yoda merchandise for Christmas because they wanted to keep it under wraps. Yeah. And like that is like that what is a, a mis- very yeah. serious decision that must have been made at Disney. Like totally, I, but I think but I think worth it. I think totally. Yeah, worth yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but also I love the but idea it, of like it. It's making people talk like what is what are Yodas like I guess now it's like Yodas apparently almost like the Dalai Lama or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So sorry, <laughs> we got a track. Black Widow, higher or lower? You said eighty nine. I said eighty nine. I'm actually gonna go, and I, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm gonna go a little lower. Lower. You don't have to guess how much lower. You just have to say lower. Oh, I'm gonna say lower then. Lower. Yeah. Okay. Not much lower, but I won't be specific because it, it doesn't matter. And I hope I'm wrong, but. Yeah. All right, that is one we will return to in August or whenever we record next. Okay, the next movie. Big, but good on them. That's the kickoff movie for the summer, though. That's always an important one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I noticed is, like, actually, there's almost nothing to discuss in August. And this came up last summer, too. Like, we recorded the episode in August because we were just out of movies to see. Except one notable exception this August, which you'll have to wait till the end of the episode to hear about. All right, the next movie we're going to talk about is... Barbie, the Barbie movie. Boy, I found a lot of fun Barbie facts. First thing I want to say is I'm pretty sure this movie will not actually come out in 2020. Like, there was a round of news announcements. There's like, a round of re- press release, like, Barbie yeah. coming in 2020. But it was a while ago now, and there hasn't been any updates. So I'm a little skeptical this one's going to actually come out. But I do think it was worth talking about because it is very – it sounds very interesting. It stars Margot Robbie and is written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach and directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, Pat, can you explain to the audience who, because we usually talk about garbage summer movies, who, uh, <laughs> who Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are? Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are both directors and writers. Noah Baumbach is like, Indie film, just like legendary, a, serious adult dramas. About- no, they're comedies, but they're like serious adult comedies. It's so like like real um, grown up movies for like grown up people. Yeah, like, like he made uh, the Squid and the Whale, yeah. Greenberg, um, Francis Ha, which stars Greta Gerwig, which I think is how they met. Um, Greta Gerwig, of course, is like a she was like an actress for a long time, right? Like a kind of nineties actress or two thousands actress. Anyway, she got super. She's in. She. Uh, broke out as a director with uh, Lady Bird last right. year, or maybe two years ago, and now she just she's doing Little Women. Little Women this year, right now, yeah. So it's pretty so, yeah, unusual these, these, yeah. they'd be doing a Barbie movie. Extremely, extremely um, classy people to to for, but you know maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's shitty to say because maybe people are like. Fuck you, Barbie's serious. Well, Barbie, I guess, like, look, Barbie's, like, got a very loaded history, you know, and I, yeah. I don't know a lot of it, but, like, there's a lot wrapped up in Barbie. Like, it's it's such a global icon. There's never been a movie that there's, like, a lot, I guess I can imagine what appeals to them. There's, like, a lot to hook into there. Like, there's a lot, you can do almost any, I don't know, it could be, I mean, you have to assume what this cast is going to be, and these, these people behind the scenes, it's going to be satirical or just it's interesting in some way like these people yeah. are not signing on to make a movie where like Barbie just has cool hair for an hour and a half you know like yeah I, I truly have no idea like what they have in mind for like Greta I mean like Greta Gerwig just made is making Little Women so she's obviously like this is a the like this is a subject that she wants to explore I could see a very a very very brainy very like kind of complicated Barbie movie with these I mean yeah. it's hard to imagine them yeah making like like uh, Transformers, but with Barbie. Can I just read you something from... So I went to the... Wait, they're, they're, so wait, wait. Who's directing it? Greta Gerwig. And this she's writing all, it with Noah Baumbach. Yes, this has all been announced, but it was like a while ago and there hasn't been any updates. And like a lot of these movies, there's trailers for. And as far as I can tell, like they haven't 
really started shooting this one. So I'm a little skeptical we'll actually see this next year. Those people are all really attached to it as far as I can tell. So let me read you something from the Barbie movie Wikipedia. Because I'm like, I'm like just looking <laughs> yeah. for information. I ended up at like the Barbie movie Wikipedia page. I'll just read you what I copied. Barbie is a fashion doll manufactured by Mattel who has been a computer animated virtual actress starring in direct-to-video animated films. First of all, already weird that like they're drawing a distinction between her being a character and her being a virtual actress. Barbie's not a virtual actress. She's a yeah. character. Okay. Although Barbie, this web, I just like, I love when you find a Wikipedia page. It was like obviously written by someone who like has too much interest in it, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, although Barbie has appeared in miniseries and short films since 1987, the series officially began in 2001 with Barbie in the Nutcracker. It was followed by a total of 35 films and was put on hiatus in 2017. So I think they've pulled back on like direct to video Barbie CG movies. And um, I have no, I had no idea any any of this was like there was like this Barbie movie series and I had a friend that worked on one of them which is why I'm like vaguely aware of it It but I have no kids so it's probably a good thing that I don't have any knowledge of this universe to be honest the other thing I would mention that the Wikipedia page mentioned was that I guess these movies and I haven't seen all 35 of them or even one but um (laughs) I guess like the movies consciously like um you know Ken is always like kind of a secondary plot and like they they have tried to sign of course correct um, some of the history of Barbie and given her a lot of agency and made yeah. her like, you know. And Meanwhile, Ken is, has a great uh, heel turn in um, Toy Story 3. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's in 4. Is he a bad guy in 3? I don't remember that. Oh, he's like, he's he he's a part of the, uh, he plays poker with like Lotso and like oh, he's one he? of the bad guys. Oh man, the... Ken is evil. <laughs> or, I wonder who they'll get to play Ken and what his role in the film will be. Wait, is this animated or live action? Live action starring okay. Margot Robbie. Right. So, Pat, what is your Rotten Tomatoes guess? I want this to be high, man. I really, I mean, could you imagine if the Barbie movie is like 99% and is, I mean, the Lego movie, we've talked about yeah. before, like the Lego movie blew up like what a, what a movie based on a toy could be, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Not, and not, unfortunately not, I think there's, I think like maybe um one of us had a really bad guess about the, what's it called, like Lazy Dolls movie or ugly something dolls. like that. Ugly Dolls. Yeah, we guessed high on Ugly Dolls, I, which was very I think low. the high guess was inspired by like, well, if the Lego movie was good, I don't right, know, right. who knows, the whole, the world's. So I'm gonna go high because that's oh God. I don't know. I, I, or maybe I think I'm gonna go low because it's gonna, but it's gonna be really good but misunderstood. Mm. It's gonna be so ambitious. This is I gotta like I'm actually now realizing as we talk about this movie, except for the Pixar movie, this might be. And not like I don't give a shit about Barbie, but this. Oh, and there's one other one. This might be the movie I'm like most excited to see on this list. Like to me, yeah. this is like my favorite thing, which is just like. A completely batshit insane idea, but like actually, when you step back and think about it, you're like, oh, that could work. Like, it's not like there's something to it, you know. I think you just did yourself a disservice because you convinced me to go higher. Okay. And I think I'm. I don't want to. I'm. I'm gonna go with my heart, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go, eighty-five, which sounds low, but I think it's actually. I think it's. I think it's a accurate. I think it's a reasonable. It's a good guess. Uh, you can tell from my tone I'm going to go higher. I mean, I got to go higher. I just like, I don't know. I, I could see that. And also I could see it being the thing where like people are like, no, the Barbie movie's actually good. You know, like it's like a fun take to kind of have I, as a movie critic. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, Rotten Tomato score often do reflect like, even if it's a big box office bomb, it'll be like, it's, what a tragedy. Uh, all right, the next movie on our list is one I don't know a lot about. I'm pulling it up on Wikipedia for some more details. It is Greyhound. Uh, this is an upcoming war movie starring Tom Hanks, who serves as writer as and producer, so a lot that you know, that's pretty good. Directed by Aaron Schneider, which is a name I don't know. Uh, he directed 
Let's see. Get Low in 2009? Boy, I don't know what that is. It is a movie with people. Robert Duvall. Okay. So we don't know much about him. War oh, yeah, movie. And, and, and Bill Murray is in that as well. Oh, okay. This is this movie, though, Greyhound, is a war movie starring Tom Hanks, Manuel Garcia Ruffalo, Elizabeth Shue, Stephen Graham, and Rob Morgan. Uh, it is based on the book The Good Shepherd, which I looked into this. The movie The Good Shepherd, there's a Robert Neer movie with The Good Shepherd, right? Yeah. Not based on this. Okay. Uh, the Good Shepherd is a um, uh, nautical kind of, like one of those like 50s nautical war books uh, by C.S. Forster. Uh, it's like kind of it's like a thing you know pieces of if you haven't read it it created the character Horatio Hornblower is from the novel The Good Shepherd so I guess maybe Tom Hanks oh he's not playing Horatio Hornblower I don't know anything about this movie uh, it's like a war movie I'll, I'll let me read you the premise and then I'll, I'll put my guess in during the early days of the United States involvement in World War II an international convoy of 37 allied ships led by Commander Ernst Krauss which is the Tom Hanks character crosses the treacherous North Atlantic while being hotly pursued by wolf packs of German U-boats the film focuses on Krauss, a career officer who's finally given command of a destroyer. Unlike the prototypical hero, he must battle his own self-doubts and personal demons to be an effector leader of the Defenders. Again, this is like a book I think like adults would be horrified to hear that I just had to like read a premise of the plot summary. Yeah, of it. I think like, like, oh, a, you're talking about this is the hero. Yeah, this, this is a, a very popular. Which is fair. It's also like ah, oh, this thing World War II happened. I, I don't know if you heard of it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and I don't know. I, I'm not getting like a great vibe from this. Tom Hanks is really the only reason we're talking about it. Honestly, I guess I'll go. 78, 78%. Okay, so this is tricky because Tom Hanks is the star of this movie. Yeah. And it's a World War II movie. Yeah, betting against Tom Hanks feels a little foolish now that I'm thinking well, about no, it. Well, no, but it's those are two things that are, like, there was a time when Tom Hanks was a blue chip, the yeah, most blue chip yeah, actor yeah. in the, and he still is, of course, like, financially. Critically, though, his career in the last, like, I would say 10 years has been a, interesting. A great, I love it, but, like, He's either doing these like really down the middle like all American hero Clint Eastwood movies like Sully and or playing Mr. Rogers or whatever um, or making kind of weird choices. He was in like The Circle. He was in which is a Dave Eggers adaptation about mm-hmm. a computer thing. He was in A Hologram for the King which is another Dave Eggers adaptation. Bizarrely he got into doing Dave Eggers what adaptations. Was that? A Hologram for the King? What, yeah. What is that? That's a movie? It's a movie about a businessman who goes to the Middle East. What um, is and he, this? It's based on a novel by Dave Eggers. Um, so the, the, the point is that those are kind of alternative choices I think for like the most famous actor in the on the planet uh, to make. Hologram for the King is directed by Tom Ticker, I think is how you say his name, the German director who co-directed Cloud Atlas, which I recently rewatched. Well, then, uh, speaking of weird, speaking of interesting Tom Hanks choices of the last decade, that is one of them for sure, right? Cloud Atlas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got some very unusual. Jeff Rubin, of course, huge Cloud Atlas fan. I do love. That's Cloud not Atlas. a joke. I just yeah. rewatched it again, and let me share an interesting Tom Hanks Cloud Atlas fact I learned while doing my Wikipedia deep dive after watching Cloud Atlas. Tom Hanks, in an interview, said there are only. No, there's only one Tom Hanks movie that Tom Hanks has seen more than twice. He watches movies once or twice, and he's like, all right, I got it. He doesn't yeah. like, need to watch Splash or Forrest Gump again. He has seen Cloud Atlas more than twice, because he said every time he sees it, he finds something new. It's like he just like loves this fucking movie. Good for him. I mean, yeah, I love your devotion. I think history will come around, and you'll be, you'll be vindicated for that. Cloud, oh, Greyhound, 78%, higher or lower. Right, yes, sorry. Uh, I was just talking out my thought process mm-hmm, of whether mm-hmm. this, uh, I'm, you said what, 78? Yeah. I gotta go lower. lower. It kills me. Wow. Uh, but only a little. Like I'm talking sixty. I know it doesn't matter what it, whether what it is. I'm such a grump. I'm I'm all lower today, right? 
Uh, yes, both of your guesses have been lower, but you've only guessed twice. We're only on our fourth movie. Which, but I want to be clear. This is not. I. This is not about what I think the movie is going to be good or not. Right, right, right. It's, it's purely what the um, what the compromised Rotten Tomato verse is going to think. All right, let's talk about our next movie coming out May fifteenth. It is Scoob, the <laughs> Scooby Doo reboot. I, think I saw this trailer. I have a very foreboding sentence from the Wikipedia page, which is: It is intended to be the first film of a proposed Hanna Barbera cinematic universe. Yes. What do you mean ominous? I Get mean, out of here! I'm in. So I I grew up <laughs> so much Hanna Barbera stuff. I watched so many Hanna Barbera cartoons. I loved them, and honestly, not the Flintstones, Jetsons so much as much as like their weird shit, like Blue Falcon and Dynamite, yeah. um, Laugh Olympics. Uh, like kind of like weird. Um, what's the Dune buggy one? Is that, the one is, with the genie? Is Space Ghost Hanna Barbera? Yeah, the original, right. like non funny Space Ghost, non funny Birdman. Like so, I love. I those. mean, if Space Ghost hangs out with Shaggy and Velma, I'm I'm down. So that's the thing about this movie is, I mean, a few things. Well, so, I mean, old Space Ghost, of course. So here's yeah. what I can gather from this movie. I mean, Space Ghost is almost ruined because like no one really knows the original cartoon. Like, yeah, that was know, a weird like pull, but you know what I mean, character. like that kind of those weird superhero things they did. But in this movie, I mean, um, I. I Actually, yeah, again, from the Wikipedia... Guys, we might be getting into potential Scoob spoilers here, but on the Wikipedia page, the, according to the cast Scoob list... Scoob exclamation point. Yes. According to the cast list, they have um, Mark Wahlberg as the Blue Falcon, which is kind of fun because Blue Falcon's just like a really... I don't know. He's like a goofy play... He's like a parody of Batman. Wait. You finish your cast yeah. list. I'm... Finisher cast list. So Blue Falcon and Dog and Dino Mutt, the Dog Wonder, I was very into when I was a kid. Blue Falcon is like kind of like a Batman pastiche. He's like a bachelor millionaire, and he's got like a you know he's Falcon themed instead of Bat themed. And he's like very serious, and then he has this complete goof around dog who's like Inspector Gadget as a dog. I guess it probably predates Inspector Gadget. He has like extending limbs. It's like gadgets malfunction all the time, and it's like more of a hindrance to Blue Falcon. These characters help. are in Scoob. These characters are in Scoob. Mark Wahlberg is voicing the Blue Falcon. Ken Jeong is voicing Dino Mutt, the, do- the Dog Wonder. And Jason Isaacs is, vo- is voicing... Oh, uh, hold on. I'm not done yet. Uh, Jason Isaacs is uh, voicing Dick Dastardly, who's, you know, the mustache-twirling bad guy from Wacky Races. And he had a dog that always... Lutley, that, right? That, He's kind of Lutley's like... Lutley's the dog that always just kind of chuckled in that yeah. kind of distinctive way. I think Dick Dastardly is like the, the, the Thanos. Jason Isaacs. <laughs> He's like... Dick Dastardly is like the Thanos of the Hanna-Barbera. Like, even in the crossover Hanna-Barbera cartoons of the 80s. Like, I think Dick Dastardly is the bad guy. You know, he's the bad guy in Wacky Race. He's the bad guy in Laugh Olympics. Also, also wait, Jason, not, I... Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman, which is another one I was really into. Did you know Captain Caveman? No idea. He's a caveman. He just yells, uh, Captain Caveman. He just, like, yells a lot. And he is followed around by what I am now realizing are essentially groupies. They're the teen angels. He's, like, followed by, like, three, like, young women who are, like... Yeah, they're his fans i guess so tracy morgan's playing captain caveman so how all of this like gets integrated <laughs> i into feel like scoob? no matter what i guess you're going to guess higher because no. you are so excited about this i'm not well i don't think there's here's what i mean i don't like scooby-doo very much like i don't think scooby-doo is very good and like i don't think there's it's obvious to me how you make a i don't there's never been like a scooby-doo feature film like there's a million scooby-doo movies but they're all like you know tv specials where they meet the right and it's not like it's not funny and it doesn't seem like it's going to be... It could be kind of cool if there was like a... Ho- well, actually, there's the, the live-action Scooby-Doo movies, neither of which is terrific. Those are probably... Those are... No, I think those are regarded pretty... I mean, they made two. Yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about them. They have... I've seen both of them, and like they have their moments. Like There's like something... like I think like James Gunn maybe worked on them. It's like There's some funny... There's a few like funny meta-jokes in them, 
But they're like not. I don't think they're great. I don't know. I don't know if they're great movies. When uh, I was in high, this is a really really weird story. Whenever when I was in high school or junior high or whatever year it was that the before the first Scooby Doo movie, the one with Matthew Lillard and the live action one, um, I was hanging out with my friends and they were all telling really good stories. And I just in order to try to seem cool. I told them that I knew who was going to be cast as Shaggy in Scooby-Doo, which is a complete lie. I had no idea. Did they make you seem cool? No, but like I, but I had to, I had to like stand by the lie. And like, who's going to be? And I was like, Jim Carrey. And so for the next year, I had to like pretend that like, yeah, Jim Carrey's going to be Shaggy. Oh my god! And then it, <laughs> it came as Lillard, and I was wrong. I don't know why. It's one of those weird lies you tell when you're yeah. a kid. It makes no sense at all. But yeah. So I have a lot of mixed emotions about Scooby-Doo. Do you know Matthew Lillard has been playing Shaggy in all of the animation, which they make a ton of? Matthew Lillard has been playing Shaggy really? since those movies. They actually, this is the first thing he's not on, and they apparently didn't even ask him to be in it, and he like tweeted that he was like very upset about it, because he's been playing Shaggy for like two decades now, and he's like, you know, pretty good at it. Who's, uh, uh, Casey Kasem also tweeted, which freaked everyone out. <laughs> uh, the cast because... is, okay, uh, Will Forte is stepping in to play Shaggy. Um, Oof, that sucks for because Lillard actually seems like a really nice guy. Like, yeah, I, I don't. He's I, he's really fucking good as Shaggy. Like, and yeah. he kind of is Shaggy. Like, you know, like he just like kind of seems like a. I think he's a guy. very underrated actor in general. Obviously, Will Forte is an enormously talented comedian. I'm sure he'll be great. Um, Zach, no Ef- hashtag justice for Lillard. <laughs> uh, Zach Efron is Fred Jones. Gina Rodriguez is Velma. Amanda Seyfried is Daphne. There's also young versions of them. This is the, animated, right? Yeah, and in the, in the tra- there's young versions of them in the trailer. Like, there's like, both kids and adult footage. So I don't know exactly um, how that works. That's been done already. It's called a pup named Scooby Doo. So whatever. Right. You know, a funny joke in a pup named Scooby Doo is there's a character <laughs> named Red Herring, and every that episode, is good. And he's just like a bully with red hair. And like every episode, they think Red Herring did it, and you know he never did. That's very clever. That's a fun joke, right? Um, so that's everything I have to say about Scoob. Oh, also Dak Shepard was apparently going to direct it originally, but he's no longer doing that. So that's Scoob. I'm a little, I mean, like, look, I'm looking at this poster on the Wikipedia page right I now. I guess this, this I, is I, my guess, by the way. Right, don't, I, don't I, I just have yourself. a lot to say about it. <laughs> but Scoob, the poster, it's Scoob. And then it's like, uh, it's like the, um, Phantom Menace poster, but not a parody of it, but there's like a baby Scoob casting a shadow of an adult Scoob. Awesome. But it's like not a parody of the Phantom Menace. They're just doing the same thing. And then the tagline is, his epic tale begins, which is just like too fucking much for Scooby-Doo. Like, Scooby-Doo is not that uh, good. I'm assuming tale is spelt like a dog tale. That's correct. Yeah, great. So, yeah, I just like, maybe... I don't know. I never thought Scooby-Doo was great. It's not even like my top 10 Hanna-Barbera cartoons, and Hanna-Barbera cartoons aren't even great, so... I'm a little skeptical of this one. Let's see what Pat says. I, <laughs> but that said, I'm like extremely interested. Not no. enough to see it in theaters, but like I gotta see what Dino Mutt looks like in like a hundred million dollar movie voiced by Ken Jeong. My initial reaction was to just do a low guess just to troll you because you seem so excited about this. But now your description has kind of sold me on it. Like it's such an exciting cast and the weird universe thing. <sighs> God, I just feel like they're using it. I see. I don't. I will. I'm gonna kind of do my X fat like a kind of wild card here and just make a guess that is completely, probably not accurate and go. And go. Ninety five percent. Ninety five percent. I'm making uh, your job easy. Yeah, but. I'm gonna guess lower on that. I mean, here's why. The, here's the. Real I'm aware. Point. I just think you. Know, I want one movie to just kind of defy all expectations and that happens sometimes you know yep yep this is your this is your big bet 
this is the Lego movie principle. I think it's coming into play again. I will eat my. I cannot. This is gonna. This will probably destroy any chance of my victory, even if I do great on every single other guess. Well, this is just one thing, and we're not going by average anymore. So, like, it won't matter how far off you are. Right. Okay. Great. So, the reason I'm gonna guess pretty confidently guess lower there is because. It doesn't – here's the red flag. It doesn't seem like they're actually interested in making a Scooby-Doo movie. It seems like they're interested in using Scooby-Doo as a tool to, like, launch six other movies. And by the way, even if they were just making a Scooby-Doo movie, that's not even a good idea. So, like, there's yeah. a few layers of questionable decisions being made here. But releasing the same week a very different type of film, uh, this is Chris Rock's Saw reboot. Do you know this, that Chris Rock is writing a Saw movie? I remember seeing like, the initial – He's writing it? Chris Rock is writing it. It is being directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman, who, let's see, directed a bunch of movies I don't know about. St. Agatha, Abattoir, uh, Tales of Halloween. I don't know any of these. Oh, excuse me. He directed Saw 2, II, Saw 3, and Saw 4. That explains things. But it hasn't done a lot that I've heard. <laughs> you should have led with that. <laughs> yeah, I was, going from, I was going from most recent. but um, 2, 3, 4, okay. So, uh, Those are some of the cool ones, too. That's the one... I think the big twist of like four is that you learn that two and three were happening at the same time. I mean, I guess this movie, the we know four cast members, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, Chris Rock will be in it. Uh, Max Minella and Marisol Nipple, Nichols, uh, who is on Riverdale. So, I mean, it's hard. I like this one. I don't think anyone really knows anything about, but there's like Chris Rock writing a Saw movie. Like, I don't know anyone that's not going to like turn their head and look that's at the trailer like, I that love one. it. I mean, it's such a, but it really is a Mad Libs of a movie. Like, I would never think of all, I mean, yeah, he's a brilliant actor and brilliant comedian and a legend, but like, I just would never think, I'm just surprised if like the guy who could probably make, get whatever he wants made. Yeah. Saw is on that list. I, I think a cool thing though is the, a lot of the best horror movies are very funny. Yeah, like horror and comedy, very related. Get Out and Us, you know, two great movies. Uh, well, yeah, Jordan Peele sort of provides I'm saying like recent, like super... Fa- I mean, Hereditary is actually not funny at all, and that's also great, but there's a really good tradition of very, very funny right. horror films. Also, um, so Jordan Peele sort of recently provided a blueprint for going from comedian to horror director, but also, um, yes. I can't think of his name, from Righteous Gemstones. What's his name? Danny McBride. Danny McBride also wrote the new yeah. Halloween movie. Which is also very funny. So it's like, this has been observed Not very before, funny, but, but funny for a horror movie. Yeah, like horror and comedy very related. There's like timing and tension, and you build tension, and then you release it, like, uh, mm-hmm. and sort yeah. of a, a physics level, like they actually have a lot in common. I, this is a tough one to guess because you really don't know anything. And Chris Rock's, you know, remember that Chris Rock movie from a few years ago, Top Five? That was I liked that movie a lot. Like that was his was that his directorial debut? I don't remember. I, no one really talked about. It. Like I feel like when it got out, came out, it got awards buzz, and then it didn't get any awards. And then I do remember faded. people being like, "This movie's actually." I never saw it to be honest, but I um, remember. Yeah. But that said, the thing about Saw movies is they're extremely gory. I imagine this one will still be gory, and I think that turns a lot of people off. I'm, so I'm going to guess low, just because it's like going to be a gory horror movie. I'm going to tune it down a little, and I'm going to guess. 73%. I know what you're saying with the gory thing. The thing is with the, with the Saw movies, though, if you actually watch all of them, they get so ridiculous by the end, they're almost not even gory anymore. Right, they're right. All, you could, I bet, the, I feel like the last one or two, you could almost make a case for them being PG-13 just because the like the torture porn aspect is becomes more of this, like, what's the kind of most silliest way we can mm, kill But they're someone. all rated R, right? I'm sure they are. I have no. I don't know. But there's a 3D one, for example. I don't right. know. The Jason movies are the same way. Like if you watch Jason, like four or five, they're like it's almost like sketch comedy. 
there's like these really broad hillbilly characters and every character is a caricature basically. So I don't know. So this could be like out and out comedy. I don't know. That said though, um, what's your guess? 73. I'm going to go higher. I would go higher too. I think I might've messed that one up. I could see that movie. People getting love like, horror movies. Yeah, people like, yeah. I, I could see that movie getting like. I guess I could also see that movie getting like a ninety-eight percent. Like, it's not hard to imagine that movie is like totally fucking awesome. I don't think it's gonna. Be, I'm not guessing it's gonna be like super, super much higher. I just think horror movies are a blue chip. Not, not to keep using the same, the one stock term I know, but. All right, here is our next movie. It is a big one. This is one of the big ones of the summer. Fast Nine. Fast Nine people coming in May. Let me tell you who's in Fast 9. That's really the question. Like, who? what characters are we getting, right? So if I guess 100%, what happens then? <laughs> <laughs> I guess... Because I'm probably going to guess that, but we'll, we'll see. Well, let me, let me just talk about the movie a little bit. Let me just tell you who's in it. Who's in this one. You're losing Statham and The Rock, who are now off in their own. Oh, world. really? They're not in this one. Okay. And I guess The Rock doesn't get along with Vin Diesel or something, so like they need to be kept in separate cages. Who is in it? Vin Diesel, obviously, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, which kind of surprised me because I assumed that she was going to live happily ever after with um, the Paul, the what's his name, Paul, Paul Walker, Walker character, yeah. you know, and like you just never hear from them. But she's going to be in this movie, I guess. You got to get Tyrese. You got to get Ludacris. Other people, other people. Helen Mirren, has she been in a Fast and the Furious movie yet? Yeah, she was in the last she, one. I think she was also in Hobbs and Shaw. She was in, she's been in at least two of these movies. Charlize Theron. Here are some new people Cypher. that are going to be in this one. Uh, John Cena. A natural fit for the franchise. Uh, Michael Rooker. I'm very excited about. I love me some yeah. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker's Yondu. I will say this, that I love both of them. It sounds like, okay, we need a new Rock and a new Jason Statham. And that's kind of... If you, that's so funny. If and you have to fill in a Rock and a Statham, that's you got your Cena and you got your Rooker. Rooker and it, do and again, go, I love both of them. Just let me explain yeah. who Michael Rooker is in case people don't know. He is um, Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's... Um, the next thing I can think of is the bad guy in Mallrats. Yep, yep. He's in a ton of 80s action movies. Breakout was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, right, a right. very iconic, like, super gory or, you know, dark horror film from the 80s, I guess. Oh, he's on Walking Dead. He's on Walking Dead. Walking Dead, right, of course. So, um, But Yondu's probably the, the main Certainly thing. recently, JFK. Um, this is like, if you look him up, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, uh, he, But uh, he... Great, great addition. Great yeah, addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, definitely a tough guy. So this is my question I actually want to ask you is, oh... Uh, well, oh, Cardi B is going to be in this one. Cardi B. Great. Uh, and then I'm going to, this, I don't know. I, I guess it's on the, this feels vaguely spoilery. And for a movie that no one's even seen a trailer of yet, but it's on the Wikipedia page. So I guess I can talk about it. What do you think? I Listen, skip ahead 45 seconds if you don't want to hear this, but I think you're fine. This says, Cody Walker, Paul Walker's brother, who replaced him during the filming of the seventh film, will return to play Brian O'Connor with the CG fake facial likeness of his brother. Well, I was going to ask if, Jordan, if Jordana Brewster's coming back. They're going, which I'm, which I'm totally. I think, I think she's great. I would love, and I would love to see her be more involved in the crew. Yeah, because she never really had. No, she to does do. some. She does some stuff. She did. She like when they break. Uh, Vin Diesel out of the bus at the beginning right. of five. I think she's she's in the car. True, sometimes. Good, true. But if, if she comes back in this new one, which it sounds like she is, at some point they're going to be like, "Why? Where's? Yeah, like, she, why is your husband not here? Who is our old friend?" And you know, it sounds like this is the answer. This yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Actually, yeah, it's ethically the fast movies against all odds actually have like a lovely and touching and beautiful and it's like very over the top but a perfect fit for the movie and ex- obviously extremely genuine uh tribute to paul walker at the end of fast seven and yeah. like 
it really like clo- with See You Again, which is kind of the song of the summer. And it, so it closes the book on that character. Just, I mean, considering the circumstances, like it's incredible that they managed to pull that off. It right. really is. It's as a creative. I mean, no, I agree. I, it's uh, unfortunate what they had to do, but just as, like, as a creative feat, that's actually remarkable. So to bring him back and what is like, I assume he's like on the phone. He's like, can't make it this time, guys. Make sure you get him for me. And they're like, what should we do about this? He's like, oh, you remember what we did in Miami? And then they're like, okay. And like that, you know, I'm assuming he has like some sort of limited role. In that. I'm going to withhold judgment just because maybe it's not right, that. Right. Maybe I, it's something I, I else. But you're, but no, no, but you're right though. Like it's, I, you know. So that's, I don't know. That the thing is, but that's, you kind of got to, but I can that's imagine. Fast. I think I, I, I God, I mean. But you can ima- also imagine Vin's like, well, we got to get Jordana back, you know, because like it's not just a character of him. She's part of the family. She's on set or whatever. And he's like, well, we got to get her back. And then you start working that way. I do think as not entirely comfortable with like digitally recreating someone who died to yeah, bring the yeah, character yeah. back as I am, I really feel like as and as financially motivated these movies are, I really believe in my heart that like Vin Diesel and the producers are like doing the bringing him back. <laughs> possibly ill-advised but they're doing it not they're doing it not because they want money it's just like he's like he would want this totally like I mean, he's be, our family and we bring him back you know like no doubt watching the end of fast seven which i think ends with vin diesel reading a poem maybe like there can yeah. be no doubt that the love that those people all felt for paul walker was very genuine and i guess that's like they that they managed to pull it off in like what is not the most subtle and emotionally yeah. capable franchise that they managed to pull that off this that they're like I don't know. Like, I would say don't push your luck. But we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be good. Pat. Oh, wait. I have one more question for you about Fast I and Furious. I guess this one? Yeah, you're going to guess. But I have one more question. Who's your fantasy addition to the Fast and the Furious uh, roster? Who would you add? I, that's a great question. Um, can I, I I add this one ahead of time? Like, yeah, can please. I, can I tell you mine is? Yeah. Linda Hamilton. Because I just saw that oh, new yeah. Terminator movie. And Linda Hamilton is, like, great. She's, like, a great, um, tough actor and she has she's she doesn't really do anything and if you see even though i think did we see that we saw dark fate together right i don't know did we yes 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 um she's that she's good in that movie like, yeah like she and she kind of has not acted that much in the last no decade not at all plus and she it, she fits that action she steps right back into her action shoes like i'm a little without I, any without any like so she has the kind of uh she has the the chops to do it. I would I get say the impression I, she has a limited interest in being in a Fast and the Furious movie. Like it seems like yeah. this the Terminator. Like she, they really had to work to get her back out for Terminator. But like you know, that's like in her blood, so she'll do Terminator. I think who is the star that's not? Well, Tom Cruise would be kind of fun if he oh. was a villain in it. That'd yeah, be kind of cool. cool. That'd be cool. Great but deal. I only thought of Tom Cruise because I was thinking Edge of Tomorrow because what's her face? Um, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt would be really good as an oh. action person. Yeah, yeah. On the other end of the spectrum. I guess Cruz kind of fits this, but like now that Hel- Helen Mirren and Charlize Theron are both in multiple or at least one uh, F- Fast and the Furious movies, like those are both Academy Award winners. So that kind of, well, so now I would love like, I mean, if like, I don't know, like Ian McKellen or something showed up or like, mm. like more old people. Kind of. Yeah. I, 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 I would Kurt, love, I like yeah. getting Kurt Russell, though I don't see on this list. Kurt Russell did, very little in those movies, you know. But even he at that by the time he did it, he was already kind of like in the Tarantino kind of fold mm-hmm. and like it wasn't that shocking that he was in in Fast and the Furious. I want them to, like Mirren I think was a quantum leap when she decided to be right, in the Fast right, and the right. Furious. That like yeah. opens up a whole new pool. Yeah. All right, so that's but everything Tom, I had to say. I say short about, answer Tom Cruise. That's everything I had to say about Fast 9. Pat, what is your guess? Oh boy. I really want to guess high. Because I don't want to like lose my action movie love cred, but I want to. Th- 
Hobbs and Shaw, I feel like, was the oh, first one. Why don't I give you, actually? Yeah. I can give you the, the recent history of the <laughs> I thought you were cutting me off because I was about to go on some nine No, no, rant. no. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I held true. I never saw Hobbs and Shaw. And I think at this point, I missed it on airplanes, which means I'm never going to see it. But you, you need to see it. It, is, like, there's a, it sets up the new villain. I'm okay. I think, I think you're going to be lost in Fast 9. <laughs> I pulled it, it up. It might be the like, Atheon voice. I pulled it up, and it's also like Fast 10. You know what the Atheon voice is? No, you don't, because you haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) It's true. It's true. All right. Hobbs and Shaw, 67. Wow, this is going to make your life easier. Hobbs and Shaw, 67%. Fate of the Furious, 67%. Furious 7, 81%. (laughs) Furious 6, 70%. So uh, they're all around 70, except Furious 7. Those are are all so low. I'm so mad. Wow. It's actually interesting. I mean, uh, now I got to go through the whole series. So... Fast 6, 70. Fast 5, 77. So, so far, they're all in, like, the 70-ish range, except for Fast 7. God, this is so confusing. Except for Furious 7, which is um, the, the Paul Walker one. <laughs> Furious 7 is 77, and 77 is se- Furious 6. But, okay, so those so since Fast 5, they've all done pretty well critically. But Fast and Furious, that's the one where they first get Vin Diesel and the crew back. That one got 29%. Tokyo Drift got 38%. Too Fast, Too Furious got 36%, and the original one got 53%. So I'm hearing a lot of, like, upper 70s and a lot of 30s. 70s. Just, well, the most recent ones are all in the 70 range, but it's just unusual. I think this is pretty unusual for, like, a nine-picture franchise to have better reviews and, in the back half. And I time. actually would, would have guessed, like, I always thought the Rotten Tomato verse kind of appreciated action movies more than, like, even, like, appreciated the kind of movies that Fast and the Furious are. I just always assumed, I would have guessed all of these movies were like 90. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a, You know, listen, just because I am I think I'm too emotionally invested, I'm just going to play the numbers here and guess 67%. What was that, 67? I'm just guessing, yeah, 67. Asterisk, though, only guessing it because that's the last two and I'm just playing the numbers here. That's not where my heart actually lies. I'm just being a gambler. I'm going to guess lower. Sounds right. bad. Okay. I was I was also I'm a little down on this franchise these days. I was also uh bearish on Hobbs and Shaw, which I think proved to be even though I haven't seen it, um I it sort of got a more muted response. Bearish is in you thought it was it would be, be worse. Better. Oh, worse. Okay. Yeah. I think that's right. I think bullish is better. Yes. But I'm I'm about where you are with stock words. All right, I'm going to delete Artemis Fowl off this list because I don't have anything to say about Artemis Fowl. I think it's a big movie coming out. I think I learned this lesson last year is like we put a few kids' movies on there and then when the summer came, like, you know, we didn't see Ugly Dolls and we had nothing to say about it. I think we can we don't have to talk about okay. Artemis Fowl. Sorry, Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Next up is Wonder Woman 84. Uh, trailer just dropped. Trailer just dropped. Looks pretty good. I actually don't really know what to say about this one. Uh, this is your you, you are guessing this one. Yeah, right? I'm gonna look up how the first Wonder Woman did. I suspect it was very good. Everyone really liked it, as I recall. Wonder Woman. I'm confused how Chris Evans comes back. This is in the trailer. Yeah, this is spoiler. That's the one thing. Okay, so first of all, Wonder Woman one was 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's right. I yeah. also was a little disappointed Chris Evans was back because I mean. <laughs> Different than um, Paul Walker, because Chris Evans is alive. But, yeah, like, it just seems like the, the it undercuts the first movie if, like, he just, where, like... Well, I'm just was, wondering how scientifically, like, was right. he frozen? I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. I, I sort of, it seems like it sort of undercuts the first movie, which is about, like, this great love in her history who inspired her or whatever. If, like, the guy comes back, it seems like it might undercut the first one. Yeah. I think it's possible... Like, I think the villain's, like, a little psychic-y, and, like, maybe it's, like, in her head. Christian Wig is the villain, right? 
Well, I think there's two villains. I think Kristen Wiig is one of them, and um, Pedro Pascal, oh, right. Mando himself, yeah. is uh, gonna be really. He's kind of like the new Walton Goggins. Not, I mean, there's no, there's no new Walton Goggins, but I'm so excited for him. Oh, well, actually, no. I hope the Mandalorian doesn't take up too much of his time because he really could be in like every. I want to see him in all the movies all the time. Yeah, he's in. A, he's he's getting. He works. Yeah, a Narcos, lot. and of course, yeah. It's it's so interesting. I have all the people on Game of Thrones. People were like, "This one, like, put him in everything." You know, because he, he was only he on it for. His, yeah. He was good. He made his mark, but he's only on it for like a year or two. You know, that's probably that better. Probably helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he got. With, um, he was one name? season. He just like fucked everyone in Westeros, and then had this awesome death scene and an awesome fight scene. Jason and, Momoa. And I guess you could say that about too. Like Jason Momoa has a whole career out of oh, yeah, one year. Both of the Deceivers. We could oh, see yeah. Khal Drago versus the effing. What's his face? What's Mandalorian? The, well, no, no Khal Drogo versus the, the Sand Scorp- Viper. The Viper. Sand Viper. The Red right? Viper. Red Viper. Yeah. The Sand Snakes are the three daughters. Oh, God, it's like all Game of Thrones knowledge is fading. But if, if they if this DC verse maintains, yeah, and Aquaman and Wonder Woman, I think are generally agreed to be kind of the two like successes. Yeah, critically it seems like speaking. they have to reboot everything but those two. I mean, do you know how much money Aquaman made? No. Aquaman overseas was a it made more money than Wonder Woman worldwide. Like Aquaman overseas was like huge. And I actually rewatched Aquaman again recently, and it fucking rules hard. I yeah. actually think it's one of my favorite superhero movies. I had a like slight argument years. at work because I was defending Aquaman. And, no, it yeah, rules. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I watched it again, actually. I liked it the first time. I liked it even more. That is a bananas fucking movie. What's funny about the D... I mean, we'll, I'll, we'll guess in a second, but what's funny about the DC-verse, I think, or the DC movies, is that right now, two of their... Their two probably biggest hits of the last year or two are Aquaman, which is this... Neon colored, ridiculous. It's great because this neon colored, yeah. ridiculous, insane thing, like the least realistic of any superhero movie, but it's great and funny, and and I love it. And the other one is Joker, which is probably oh, the, yeah. the most gritty. Like the you can't think of a movie that's less like Aquaman well, I, than Joker. And it just I think it's kind of interesting. I don't think that those those but, movies are both have their merits, but like the yeah. fact that those two polarities are their hits are kind of yeah fun. it's like what direction do you go in yeah but i guess the thing they have in common is they are both pretty i don't want to call joker visionary but like they're kind of visionary they're both yeah led by directors with very strong visions you know yeah, like yeah. they're both like neither of those movies is like eh, let's just make an aquaman movie like james wan really sat down and was like made the yeah. most fucking aquaman movie he possibly could, definitely you know? um so wonder woman 84 I don't know. I it seems kind of cool. I like that it's a period piece. I guess I do want to adjust down just because it's a sequel and bringing back Chris Evans seems lame. I'll go and it also uh, I'll go eighty eighty percent. I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go higher. Higher. I, I don't have to think about it even. It's the period like the reasons you listed. Like I mean, the first one was a huge hit. It's a period piece. Um, it's kind of maybe they're smart to bring Chris Evans back. I don't know. They're just kind of not messing with it too much or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I like Chris. Ev- Wait, not Chris Evans. Have I'm we been saying Chris of, Evans the whole I'm time a- and it's Chris Pine? I think we've been saying Chris Evans the whole time. Oh my and it's God, Chris we Pine. have. Yeah. Okay. Do we have to redo this? No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. just fine. Yeah. Re- go back, re-listen to the whole thing. And every time we say Evans, just insert the word pine. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. But you and I, lo- and I, lo- I love Chris Pine. How Heller, we, how Heller we, high water is great. How could we get to hunky beefcake 30 year old blonde square jawed <laughs> chris is confused there's like eight of them in hollywood hopefully we lost i think we lost like 10 listeners who didn't now we corrected ourselves though okay next movie is jordan peele's candy man now this is not directed by jordan peele jordan okay. peele is producing a candy man well this is the thing actually that i thought was so interesting again doing my cursory wikipedia research is it is apparently 
uh, not a reboot. It is a direct sequel to the previous Candyman films. And Tony Todd, who was the funeral director in the Candyman movies, will be back. Now is probably a good time to explain to anyone under the age of a million <laughs> what the fucking Candyman <laughs> movies are. Uh, this was like a horror franchise. I mean, there's one, and there's a few sequels. I don't know if the, th- the sequels are theatrically released. But there is. Uh, these were some movies, and I want to say the early 90s. Um, it's about an urban legend where this part I think stuck. If people don't remember the movie, like this part should sound familiar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, you look in the mirror and you say Candyman three times and um, a crazy. Uh, in my in my version, you flick the lights on and off when you say it. Uh, that, I don't I, really remember the maybe movie. Maybe that might be apocryphal. But I do remember Tony Todd as who's like a large, imposing actor. Again, you'd write, let me, I'm, he's in, he's in like every eighth episode of Star Trek as an alien. <laughs> he's in uh, Platoon. Nah, He's in the 1999 The Living Dead. Uh, if you rec- if you Google this guy... Is he the mortuary guy in Final Destination? Or am I confusing him with another actor? No, he is. Like, he is. He okay. is. Oh, wait. I said I said he was the mortuary guy in Candyman. He's the mortuary guy in Final Destination. He's the Candyman in Candyman. Gotcha. So there's three Candyman movies that came out between 1992 and 1999. Um, they're not especially fondly remembered. It's Candyman, Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh. Care- now, careful. Don't say the last title very quickly. Oh, okay. I haven't. I, the third one, I actually don't know. Uh, it is Candyman. This is a great question. I love this. Candyman, Candyman Two: Farewell for the Flesh, and Candyman: Day of the Dead, which is pretty bad. There's already another famous horror movie called Day of the Dead, so I don't think that's a very good subtitle. But yeah, it had it. Had, it was kind of like I, I put it on par with like. Oh, um, I sorry. Also, according to the poster, we dare you to say his name five times, not three times. It's five times. Really? I always thought it was three. I'm looking at the poster. It says we dare you to say Thank, his name. Well, no wonder the Candyman never showed Posters up. Posters used that. to be so much more generic. Is this just like an eye, and the eye sees like a k- shadow of a killer, and then there's like a B on the eye. It's but like, it's a cool poster. see this movie. It's the, I'm, it's, it's the classic like when you were a kid, when video stores were a thing, and you're walking through the horror section, you always remembered that VHS box, because like a B on an eye is pretty freaking gross one thing uh i do remember about those movies is they sort of take place in like um inner city and like the projects and uh-huh. like sort of have like a racial theme yeah. going on and i wonder if that's something you know that jordan peele's played up with in his previous horror movies so he's producing it not directing let's it. get to the bottom of this he... um i mean his involvement is to me i'm guessing this one right Yes, he is producing it, and he wrote it with someone named Wynn Rosenfield. Now, I got to tell you, Jordan Peele, you lost your I'll See Anything Jordan Peele Produces card when I watched when I signed up to CBS All Access and watched that Twilight Zone show, right. which was Well, no, so I was one. Yeah, like, obviously, if he was directing this, I would say 100% because his batting average is, he's so talented, and his batting average is so high, and his movies, I'm sure his last yeah, two Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll guess like, whatever. I'm willing to guess the Rotten Tomato score for whatever Jordan Peele's third directed movie is like right now without but he, any further But if he's writing it too, I'm going to go kind of high on this one because I think if he's also writing it, I think he's an incredible writer. And so like as long as he's got that footprint on it, I think there's a, a really good... Is it a reboot? Is it always, no, he said... It's a direct sequel. It's a, it's a yeah. sequel, yeah. They say, um, which is just... I, I, no... I imagine it's a direct sequel and that Tony Todd is in it and he's the Candyman, but like, it's not like anyone remember. Like, I can't imagine they're going to draw on the events of Farewell to the Flesh as like. I'm going to say 85, but I hate, like, we haven't been doing all 85s, right? No, we've been, no, no. We've been, yeah. We got, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, not all 85s. I'm going to guess lower for 85. Okay. Just because I don't That's know. That's probably smart, but. Yeah. Uh, it's, a hard, it's hard to guess, isn't it? This is hard. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, to, Well, the uh, fact that it's a direct sequel to a, a movie franchise that really no important audience is really itching for is kind of weird. Yes. But but, but the fact that Jordan Peele's writing it makes it 
infinitely more exciting. Can you imagine how much they're going to put Jordan Peele's name on the trailer and the poster? Because nothing else about this movie is yeah like sellable you know or like no one will no like no one really remembers the original i People, actually i mean hard nuts do love i mean like if you yeah like, yeah if yeah. you love hellraiser you love candy man yeah but it's yeah. like a mostly forgotten by the general public 90s horror movie i'm actually again looking at the wikipedia page now i see that it stars uh one of my new favorite actors i don't know how to say his name yaya abdul mateen who is uh I mean, he's Black Manta and Aquaman. He's on the new Watchmen show. And I just watched some... He's very good in both those things. Uh, and I just watched some of The Greatest Showman, which is the least Jeff Rubin movie ever made. That's, I, the, that's the circus yeah, movie? I just yeah. watched that on a plane. I watched like 20 minutes of it, and I was like, I'm out. But this guy's in it, and he sings and dances. And I was like, this fucking guy is good. Love like, it. he can do anything. All right. So... Uh, okay, I'm gonna guess lower, and we're gonna move on to our next. The movie. last time you told you were that you were that into an actor, it was Walton Goggins, and that worked out pretty well. This so guy's I'm on good. Board. I, yeah. I, I, I'm so sorry, I don't know how to say his name, but Yaya Abdul Mateen too. Watching Aquaman, he's the guy. You know, he plays Black Manta. And I was like, yeah, this, yeah. this guy's doing something here. I like this guy. He's the and he's the son of the original one who right. He's like yeah. He's like the, a, there's yeah. a he's the fa- there's a father. He's like the main Black Manta throughout the movie. I forget there were two. He, but he was kind of the secondary villain of that movie, unfortunately. Cause yes, because like, the it's more about pa- like Patrick Wilson and Patrick- Ocean King, <laughs> Ocean Master. That and right, much? excuse yeah. me, and the Five Kingdoms, of course. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie. Okay, so the next movie is Jeff's annual chance to talk about Pixar for too long, though I don't have that much to say about this one yet. This movie is Soul. Have you seen the trailer for this? I uh, yeah, like the te- it, that's yes, it's like a te- yes. I guess it's a teaser. Pretty good, good teaser. Very, yeah, this yeah. is the second. So this will be the second Pixar movie that comes out next year. There's two Pixar movies scheduled for next year. I can't remember the name of the first one. Oh, it's um, it's the one with the Quest one like, with Chris. Wait, Jack Black and it's no, no, the, no. Oh, it's Tom Tom Spider Man. Tom Spiderman. <laughs> I love this. Like, listen to us talk about movies authoritatively for an hour. And we can't remember <laughs> who's in the movies. What's that called? Okay, hold on. Pixar. Forward? No. Onward? Uh, hold- yes, it is Onward. And it stars Star-Lord. Why can't I think of his name? Chris, Chris something. I'm- Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Our Chris's are all messed up it's, today. It's all me- we already beefed it with Chris Pine and Chris Evans, which I really feel bad about. And I'm... I'm going to mix up Tom this- Hiddleston. I want to say Tom Hiddleston, which is Loki, but it's Tom... What's Spider-Man's name? Holland. Tom Holland. Okay, good. Great, love That him. took way too long to get to the answer to. Tom Holland. <laughs> These are also the most famous people in the world. What's wrong with this? Tom, We're old. So those two are going to be in a Pixar movie that is coming out in March, which kind of looks a little basic. Like, it's like, it's kind of like a fantasy in the suburbs thing. Like For Pixar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks I, just straightforward. Like, it looks like it could be made by anyone. Like, I saw the trailer, and then at the end when it was like, a Pixar movie, I was like, oh, really? Like, I was kind of surprised, actually. Yeah. Now, Soul, on the other hand... Uh, it looks like a movie that only Pixar could make. I mean, from the trailer, it seems like it's sort of about the afterlife and souls and rebirth, which is like fucking Illumination is not making a movie about like right. th- this is not. So yeah, Pixar like tackling something like really heady like this gets me very, very excited. Maybe I'm- it's like it, behind the scenes of Pixar, the the money people were like, okay, you can make your movie about God or whatever if you also make a fun like Jack Black like right. movie with awesome car songs in the trailer <laughs> onward might be very good like it, 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 it doesn't look bad course, or anything yeah. but it, i mean incredibles is a superhero movie it's not like yeah they, yeah. they can they pixar has a is equally good at taking like traditional adventure stories and making those as meaningful like the incredibles is comes to mind there's a lot that's unique about that but you know essentially it's a superhero movie 
but it, with great depth to it. And I could see, but the trailer does have a bit of, a, is a bit more jaunty than Soul's trailer. <laughs> right. So Soul stars um, Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey. Uh, I think those are the two main characters from what Am I, I can guessing matter. this one? No, I'm guessing this okay. one. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going, you can tell already I'm going, I, this seems like, really in Pixar's wheelhouse. This is going to be like a 95% or like a 40%. Like it's either like going to be good or a total miss. And I mean, they don't really make total misses except for the good dinosaurs. So. And Rotten Tomato is, for all its flaws, usually is like pretty good when it comes to like, I I, I, I think they've rarely misjudged the Pixar So movie. let's talk about Rotten Tomatoes methodology for a moment because what Rotten Tomatoes does is they, they look at a critic's uh, review and they say good or bad. You know, they don't say, like, if they loved it four stars, if they loved it, they liked it two and a half stars. I think from most reviewers or whatever, that translates to, we liked it. Um, It doesn't matter how much they liked it. So that's why there's a lot of movies like How to Train Your Dragon or whatever, got like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't mean everyone was like, oh my God, this is the best movie ever. It just means everyone agreed, yeah, this movie's good. This is not a bad movie. This is a good movie. Like like every critic thought that movie X was like 51% good or what I, they were like if 51% of critics thought the movie was like just good enough to be like good considered good yeah, by yeah, their yeah. metrics that would be a 100% movie exactly yes yeah. which is not an accurate representation of the movie itself and i think that's why also rotten tomatoes sometimes will get a movie wrong when a movie is really polarizing yeah. because like um just a lot of people you know i'm trying to think of something i don't i can't think of an example of that man i'm sorry but like you know, there's, uh, I think a lot of times, like, a movie's polarizing, and not everyone likes it, but it's the people that do like it love it, and, like, that's, like, yeah. often the best kind of movie, and so, and Rotten Tomatoes, I think, has some trouble kind of capturing that. Soul, I don't think, is going to be like that. Soul seems to me like the kind of movie where everyone's going to be like, yeah, this is a pretty good movie. I'm going to go 96%. I actually wrote down 94. I'm going to, I just talked myself into giving myself an extra 2%. I kind of want to go higher, but I feel like that's almost trolling you. I know, I know. It's tempting. But, it's, but it also seems possible. It does seem right? possible, yeah, yeah. Well, you said 96? Yeah, I said 96. Because I think they, I mean, they Higher's must have- not crazy. They here. must have at least, I bet they have more than one 99 or 100% yeah, movie. Yeah, I think Toy Story thing, right? 2 is one of the few 100%. Would you be mad if I went higher? Is it gonna, uh, no, that, I, that, I, I would price love, is writing you. I would love it because that means you're playing the game, so I'm into that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go higher. I like it. Statistically, so, I, I'm- I should be that should be a dumb bet, but because it's Pixar, it just seems like yeah. the right bet. Now here's the other thing. So higher, yes. The last thing I want to say about oh, sorry, two more things I want to say about Pixar. One is that this movie has a Trent Reznor score. Trent Reznor is doing the score for this Pixar That's movie. Cool. Dope. I love it. I yeah, love yeah. the Trent Reznor. I've never been a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, but um, he's reinvented himself as yeah. like a really really good like, exactly. Even like not and it's like he did the Social Network and like right didn't he do something? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 he's done. Let's say what is more. Yeah, it's not like it's not going to be like weird effed up uh, Nine Inch Nails songs. Or yeah. though, though, I'd be fine with that too. But I mean, he scored Bird Box, which I did not see. Gone Girl, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, so anyway, that's interesting. The other interesting thing about Pixar right now is actually these are the last two Pixar movies that we know about that they have in development. There's nothing else on the slate right now. Past that's kind of uh, terrifying, uh, actually. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they've got cooking over there. Well, uh, what's his face? <laughs> what if left? they're just like, oh no, we didn't make any more move. Like we forgot to start making movies. Well, Lasseter left. Yeah, he so, stepped down. Uh, so but- Pete Doctor runs it now, and Pete Doctor. Doctor is... Who but directed. last year was already kind of... Wasn't he... But at the time he actually left Disney entirely, I think he was already like one foot out the door because he was had this larger job as like head of like everything at Disney yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm just unclear on how much his departure actually right. might completely shake up the snow globe of Pixar. I imagine it's such a machine that like... Uh, 
I don't know. Like they got movies coming. Like they they got it. Sure I know, but the I, the, the DNA that it seems so delicate to me. Right. The, that whole operation. By the time, like nothing is so. I don't know. There's a lot of talented people there. Like they of made course, movies yeah. without them, and um, I'm sure by the time this we return to this in August, we'll know. Like I bet we'll know like the next ten Pixar movies. Like they'll probably announce it like the Disney Expo or something. Like sure. um, I don't know. I guess they just announced them in batches. I remember the last time they announced them, it was like three of the four movies were sequels. Like they announced. I remember when they announced like four movies and it was like Cars, Toy Story 4, um, what else came out that was a sequel? Finding Dory. I like, they a, a bunch of hot take and I hate saying this because they're obviously like, they make kids happy so I would never want to like, like yeah. Toy Story 4. I don't know. I feel about that. I don't know. I saw it. I thought you it was, like it? I thought it was good but not good enough to like warrant bringing like, the, the third was such together. a good ending and I just thought that like, I liked the fourth one as we discussed last time. It gives, I did like it. It gives, it gives it gives uh it gives Woody a kind of a better kind of like horizon than the end of three actually like three had a great ending it was beautiful yeah. but it's also like oh I guess he just like lives here forever and maybe dies at some point but I guess toys can't die. Um, I mean four. Sorry, is, I, have, I have a lot of mixed it obviously, about this. No, it's I do too, but like it has merit. Like it's good. Like it's not maybe right. not as good. And I'm not a huge. Oh man, I'm about to go on a tangent. I'm not a huge <laughs> believer in like. I don't I know. Because you're not a huge Forky fan. Oh, no. Of course I love Forky. I've been watching the Ask a Forky. Have you seen those on uh, Disney Plus? No, I'm only watching The Mandalorian. They're, on they're like, uh, anyway, they're Ask a ask Forky. And, and, uh, and uh, the, the 1970 Kurt Russell movie, like The Kid with Invisible Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so they. Um, what was I going to say? I'm not a, like, I don't, even if Toy Story 4 was worse than it is, and I think it's pretty good, it's definitely not bad. If it was worse than it is, I don't think that, like, ruins Toy Story 1 through 3. But here's why I was thinking about this. Where did I see the trailer for Soul? Pat, I saw Frozen 2. I saw Frozen. Oh. Yeah. Which, so here's what I was thinking about with Frozen 2 is I'm not a big believer in the sequel makes the original, the other movies worse, you know, if the sequel's bad. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, the originals are still there. You can still watch them, whatever. Sure. But with Frozen, where the sequel is, like, fine, but it's just, like, it's the interesting thing about making Disney movie sequels is, like, Frozen isn't just, like, I don't know, like, Frozen is so, one, is such a special thing for so many people, and I was wondering if, like, having just more Frozen, like, makes Frozen 1 less special for people, you yeah. know? Because, uh, again, Frozen 2 is not bad. It's not even close to as good as any of the Toy Story movies or anything like that, but it's, like, totally a sequel, whereas, like, Frozen 1 is, like, a pretty, you know, a very good movie. It's like obviously resonated with a lot of families and kids and people and all sorts of people. Uh, and Frozen 2 just seems pretty good. And usually that's fine. It doesn't matter. But for Frozen, which is not like a 10-year thing for Disney, Frozen's like a 100-year thing for Disney. Like Fro they'll be making Frozen shit well past me, you, and everyone listening to this are dead. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. It's just like it, you have to be – and it's, I guess Toy Story fits in that – a little bit too, but you just have to be that much more careful with the Disney sequels because they're like they're not like other movies. Like a Disney movie legacy lasts forever, you know. Well, you know it's funny when we were kids, all the Disney movies there was it was there were no they were sequels, but they were like it wasn't the norm. Like yeah, I remember like Aladdin was my favorite Disney movie growing up. That was like my well, the Aladdin one I had to like direct to video exactly. Like, the, like eventually there was just, and I, Robin Williams is in it, so like you know it's a little bit lesser. And I was the big. I mean, I was obsessed with. I guess I was a little older, but like by the time but the even as a kid seeing Aladdin two, I was like. This is cool, and I'm going to watch it, but this isn't like a real Aladdin two. Whereas yeah, like Frozen two is like a full blown, you know, like let's throw everything. It used to not be an event. Like the line, there was a Lion King two, and that was kind of also kind of a directed video. The kind one of thing. theatrical, I well, there's Wreck It Ralph Internet, Ralph Ruts the Internet or whatever, which I never saw. But I'm talking like I'm talking I'm talking in the '90s when we the were uh, kids. the one previously released theatrically released uh, Disney sequel is I believe the Rescuers Down Under, which is so weird because I don't remember anything about either. Oh Rescuers my god, movie. that is my. 
that is like the rescuers down under is like one of my probably next to Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie growing up. And I've never even seen the first one before. I only I saw the second the first one. one. I don't even know oh what the rescuers are about. Bob Newhart's one of the rescuers, right? Bob Newhart and, and Jaja Jaja Gabor, Gabor, are, the t- are the two. Paul Hogan, of course, is Australia, plays this third mouse who's Australian and cool. John Candy is in the second one, I remember. John Candy is an albatross who helps them. He's in the first one. Well, he's definitely in the second one. He's an albatross. Anyway, Rescuers Down Under was also, previously also, the really only... Quick, yeah. uh, Ver, um, the guy who plays Ernest is the bad guy in it. Oh, really? Uh, Jim Varney. Yeah. Who it's incredible. It's Slinky Dog. They have to rescue Barahute, the great golden eagle. Great. End of end of story. All right. We got to move on. And the next one also involves a golden eagle. It is Top Gun <laughs> colon Maverick, which is a Whoa, movie. Whoa, good transition. Very, I'm very glad, Pat, you are the one guessing. I've never been a big Top Gun fan. I never liked Top Gun. Oof, don't let Pyle hear that. Really? That's our, our friend. Our friend yeah, yeah, so, um, our friend loves Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I never liked Top Gun. I never like got what the big. That's deal. surprising because you are such. You love like you love Point Break. You love a lot of these other like but they're 80s like action silly films. and fun in a way that like I don't think Top like Top Gun is Top Gun gets silly. Top it's mostly. Silly. I mean, it's a large part of it is rom is like romance, right? It's like a I don't want to say romantic comedy or whatever. Yeah, but, him like, and Kelly McGillis have like. You know, More so than other and... action movies, so I think that turned me off when I was a, a kid. Bit, yeah. And like the action scenes, like I don't know, like they just fight like unnamed aircrafts. Like I don't know, just like well, like, I don't, I don't think I like army movies very much. Okay, I'm... that could be. Yeah, this and is like, it's just some military stuff in yeah, here for sure. Yeah, I. But anyway, I mean, the interesting thing here is just right. It's Tom Cruise going back for a sequel. That's unusual, right? And like, uh, it's later. it's funny. It's unusual. <laughs> it's only unusual outside the Mission Impossible. Outside frame. of the, yeah, the, the longest running franchise maybe ever. Um. I don't like know the any, most sequels ever done for a movie. Is um, anyone besides yeah. Tom Cruise from the original, um, either in front of or behind the camera crew involved? It's I, a Tony Scott movie, right? He's dead. Is Tony Scott, yeah, Tony Scott is no longer here. He, so it's, he's not the director. I don't know creatively who's involved. Um, it's being besides directed by Tom Joseph Kosinski. That name, yeah. Who made Tron Legacy and Oblivion. Which is with, on my to do to watch list. I have with watched Tom it. Cruise. Yeah, and then only the Brave, which is the firefighter movie. Maybe I'm excited about this film. Um, I don't know creatively who else is involved besides Tom Cruise from the original. Maybe Bruckheimer. Um, but he is producing it. He is producing. If you it. watch the trailer, there are a lot of and this, to this actually makes me a little uneasy. There are a lot of shots in the trailer that are like like almost directly from. The original, like there's a scene in the first one where Tom Cruise is is not a, is not an action is not a, a fighter pilot scene, but they're at a bar playing um, uh, "Goodness Gracious, Great Balls of Fire" on a piano, and it's Goose played by Anthony Edwards, who's Maverick's like beloved co-pilot, and Maverick and Meg Ryan's there, and then they're all having fun. That sh- a version of that shot with Miles Teller, who I think plays Goose's son. Um, Yes, He's that's in the right. trailer. It's on the Wikipedia page. The fact that Miles Teller is playing Goose's anyway, point, son, I yeah. feel like I can extrapolate 90% of the movie from that one fact. You know, like, I'm like, God, yeah. I know what this movie is now. I think it's going to be a pretty good movie. Like, not as good, like, in terms of, like, great 80s, like, volleyball scenes and, like, motorcycles and sex on the beach kind of stuff. Like, it's not going to have that charm. But I've heard in, in, the, in the trailer amazing amazing flight scenes and plane scenes not cgi oh, which makes cool. me excited that's cool and i think that was kind of tom cruise's i mean i'm kind of talking out of my ass here but i i imagine that's kind of tom cruise being like like tom every time you hear him talk about it, he's like i this is just a love letter pilot because i've been since he made top gun he's like 
I fly now. I, I know how to fly. I love flying. Pilots are great. That's a pretty good Tom Cruise. That's Thank a pretty you. good t- Tom. Hard, he's here in the. He's that's here a hard studio, impression actually. to do. Like I wouldn't know how to do a Tom Cruise yeah. impression. But if you hear him talk, that's kind of that's all he ever talks about. So yeah, I think it'll be a really dope action scenes. Um, just kind of missing the, of course, amazing '80s charm. I really can't believe you're not more into it. It Has a lot of. I've great... never been a fan. Do you think Val Kilmer will be in this? He's survived. Oh, that'd be amazing. One, right? He's alive at the end of one. Spoiler. Yeah. Or Tim Robbins is in it. You got some Tim Robbins. Or fucking um, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan could be in it. Um, Viper, not Viper. Um, who's the main guy? Tom Skerritt. Well, let me tell you who is in it. John Hamm as uh-huh. a three-star vice admiral, which is a fairly uncreative casting decision, I gotta say. Right, he kind of is. He, I just saw um, the report, the uh, the the Washington CIA movie with Adam Driver, and he's like a politician of that, and it's very like, yep, square jawed. Pat, what's your guess for Top Gun Maverick? <sighs> Oof. Even though I'm excited about it, I'm going to go lower than my excitement denotes. Mm-hmm. Again, just kind of predicting what the idiots in the world think. Um, do 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 do. How about let's say. I'm gonna say seventy. Ooh, that was okay. Three. I was thinking like that's about where I'm at. Ah, uh, yeah, a, okay, I'm glad. That's a good guess. I think I'm gonna say lower. I just like I don't know. There's like nothing about this. I'm Cruise, a little cruises, but you gotta. I might be low because you gotta. You can't discount the cruise factor, man. I'm a little sick of reboots in a way, and like I don't know. This doesn't seem like an exceptional reboot, you know. Yeah, I don't and know. you said you also don't like military movies, and that's like. That's been a theme today because you're you're also kind of ambivalent on the Tom Hanks movie. That's right. All right, next. Tom, uh, you already hear first. Jeffrey Wood doesn't like doesn't heroes support the military, and also doesn't like Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. Uh, okay, next on the list is one where I feel like we might be able to skip it. It is in the Heights, which I will see. I'm sure we'll. I think I'll see. It looks pretty good. I'll probably see in the Heights. Oh yeah, I'm do you, excited do you have about that one. Should we do it? Should we guess it? I'll guess that one. All right. Well, Wait, no, no, you have to guess. It's it, though, my right? turn. Yeah, but I'll do it. All right. In the Heights is, of course, of course, the uh, movie. This is Lin Manuel Miranda of Hamilton. Uh, his first show. It's funny that Lin Manuel Miranda wrote a show that won the Tony for Best Musical, and like then found another level of success above that. Like that seems like it should be the highest level of success. He wrote In the Heights. It won Best Musical. It's like what else do you want to do if you're like a Grammy? If you write Broadway musicals, you just won Best Musical. Yeah. And he like found this other entirely different level of success with Hamilton. Yeah, which is okay. The president's coming to see it, and like it's a cultural thing. But know? anyway, In the Heights, which I actually never saw, unfortunately, is and Me I, either. Yeah, and I would really. I would, well, I, you can. You I, yeah, see I regret it. not seeing it. I listened to the soundtrack, so I guess I would want to see it. Uh, it's being directed by the guy who directed um, Crazy Rich Asians. I want to say his name's John Chu. And um, I don't know. It seems pretty good. I mean, I kind of feels I, I don't really I don't know a lot about musicals. I don't know how musicals are rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, but it, this sort of seems like a can't miss movie, to be honest. Like, um, you know, the source material is good. It's never been filmed. It's like fresh. Um, seems yeah, like, like I, I, talented I, like, people. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I don't want to. I would never bet against Lin Manuel. Yeah, Lin, yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda. Like, I imagine being the person who's like, "Hey, um, do you want to invest in my musical about Hamilton?" And you're like, "No." <laughs> like right, that right. person is not happy right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna say 92. percent I'm gonna guess pretty high. Can I actually before I lock that in? Maybe I could look. Ooh, I just opened the um. Top Gun Maverick page because it was still open in this tab and I'm happy to report that Manny Jacinto who plays Jason on The Good Place is in Top Gun Maverick. I might I might pl- Who does he play on that? 
He is Jason on The Good Place. Oh, know? cool. He's in Top Gun Maverick. So I might have to push my score up one more than two points because that guy should be in more movies. Well, uh, would that change your answer? No, no. I so just... you said you said lower than mine, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just like that he's in it. Okay. What's like the last musical like comparable to In the Well, Heights? that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously, like he's a genius. This musical's from everything I've heard and every critic and everything is incredible. I'm wondering, like, after Chicago, has there been like a smash hit? well-received movie version of a musical, even yeah. good ones. Like, I'm thinking the producer's movie, mm-hmm. which the producer's probably was also a phenomenon. If yeah, you remember, yeah. you couldn't get tickets to it, that yep, kind yep. of thing. Um, the movie came out. I don't remember making the movie really being no. a big deal but that's a weird thing because the movie, there's also, the musical was based on an existing movie, which is like a Stone Cold classic, you know? Oh, right, right, yeah. That was like a, so that's a weird I would like, guess 92%. I don't, then the Cats trailer came out, and everyone's oh, kind yeah. of seems to oh, be like skeptical of the Cats. Oh, probably cat. the most recent one that like yeah, was a yeah. big musical. I can't remember what that was. What, what did Les Mis get like um, it was Rotten Tomatoes In 2012, wise. so it was already a while ago. 82%. What are you guessing? 92%. So I'm going to go lower just because I'm going to just go with that yeah. Rotten Tomatoes thing. I mean, thing. the thing about... I love yeah. I love <laughs> Miranda, for the record. The thing about In the uh, Heights is it's like fresher. Like Les Mis is like... You know, everyone knows Les Mis. It's been made before. Everyone's familiar with the music. Like, yeah. In the Heights is like, feels, even though it's a also, 10 years I, old as a musical I saw the whatever. trailer, which is incredible, and Jimmy Smits is in it, and I'm oh, a yeah, huge like Jimmy Smits fan. I like that. Okay, so. And also, I, don't, I didn't know he could sing. Pat, we have one, two, three, four, five, six movies left to go. We've been recording for an hour and 20 minutes, doing pretty good this year. The next one is Free Guy. This stars Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And I'm happy to say, um, Taika Waititi. Did you see the. Uh, trailer for this i did i did yeah i was intrigued directed by sean levy uh who directed let's see arrival oh no he produced arrival sorry i'm like not helping here with my computer he directed night at the museum trilogy the internship which is a terrible fucking movie uh <laughs> real steel also a terrible movie oh which these we are saw bad, together these are some bad fucking movies sean levy has directed Big Fat Liar, which I know nothing about other than Paul Giamatti. Like, what what an ad campaign that I can't remember anything about that movie other than that Paul Frankie Giamatti Munez. is, is Frankie Muniz, some... Amanda Bynes, and Paul Giamatti. In 2003, he, direct, he directed Just Married, which is the Ashton Kutcher, Brittany Murphy movie. Yep. Cheaper by the Dozen, The Pink Panther, the Steve Martin one, uh, Night at the Museum, Night at the Museum 2. There's some, I mean, there's some, like... These are actually, yeah. A lot of these are, like, hits, and, like, uh, like oh, Night at the Museum hits. is, like, another sale. Mu- like, yeah. yeah. A lot of, Cheaper by the Dozen was a huge hit. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, these are these are some big hit films. Oh, my God, he's remaking John Carpenter's Starman, which I've never seen. Uh, so, he's, like, he's a career comedy guy. Yeah. He's a career comedy director. So, he's making this movie Free Guy, and I guess the thing that seems the most interesting about it is it's, like, in the world of video games. And the thing I thought was really interesting about it was I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, this looks like someone who made this movie has played a video game in the past year. You know, yeah, yeah. like um, the thing that really struck me, and this isn't like a, uh, a uh, incredible observation that no one's made or anything, but like to signify it's the world of video games. They had people wearing like extremely random costumes and just like flossing and kind of doing like weird dances. Right. And I was like, yes, that is what, I mean, Fortnite, which is like the biggest video game right now, but, like, that is a pretty current observation of what a video game looks like that understands how they work, what people, like, do when they're in it, you know? Um, it just feels like a lot of video game humor often feels like it's, like, made by people who, like, you know, just, like, heard what Mario was or, like, played something when they were kids. This, like, seems to have been made truly by people 
who like video games. Whether I, I'm a little unclear what the plot of the movie will be, and like it looks extremely Deadpool-y. So like whether it's a good movie or not, I don't know. But just its relation to video games and like yeah, the way it's be. Uh, becoming a video game movie by not being based on any specific video game is potentially very interesting. Yeah. Am I guessing this is me? This is you, I'm afraid. Uh, right, you'd be so much better at this because you're the, the uh, between the two of us, you're much more, I just wanna, you're, you're I, the gamer. I'm looking at, I can't, like, Internship and Real Steel are straight up bad fucking movies. Yeah, I'm a little... The Internship, sur- by the way, is the Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson one, which is it's truly dreadful, people. I would have guessed. I'm surprised it's not just he didn't just get the. I'm assuming Ryan Reynolds just had like a influence in developing. It feels like a movie he like wanted to get made. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels like a passion project. To be honest, I could be wrong about that, but you got the Taika factor. I like Taika. Of course, yeah. I think he might play someone in the real world though, like not in the uh, based on the trailer. Okay, um, which is still cool. Uh, but. I'm a little surprised he didn't just get the director of Deadpool to direct this movie. Like you said, it feels Deadpool-y. Like yeah. it just seems like Deadpool was this, you know, un, you know, un, fine, huge, successful movie. This movie kind of seems to share some DNA, though that a lot of the DNA is just like by virtue of Ryan Reynolds being in it and that mm-hmm. kind of attitude he has. I don't know. I'm excited. I've kind of weirdly become a Ryan Reynolds fan on it when I wasn't always sort of like I'm like Van Wilder. I like I'm, Ryan like, Reynolds. I no, I like him too. I'm I'm just like I never saw Van Wilder. I've never seen Van Wilder, but I like I never really had. I don't know. Like now I'm. I, I think now I'm like really a fan of his. And maybe back I was just like, oh, he's like you know like one of these like handsome guys. I think he's maybe um displayed a level of. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to say this without sounding like some sort of weird Deadpool fan or something. But like he's a little more edgy than I thought. <laughs> it's so interesting. He that seems Ryan, smarter and edgier than I always thought he was. It's kind of weird that Ryan Reynolds had thing. like a full decade and a half career, like where he was like famous. He was in tons of movies, like pretty yeah. successful movies. People liked him before he like really locked into like his movie star persona. Yeah, you know, like most people, you got smart ass. Yeah, you yeah. got to like figure that out. Out right away for most people like Channing Tatum like we got it right away like a lot of movie stars like you just they, you, you know their persona right away but Ryan Reynolds I don't know if he changed it or whatever but he was just like sort of a good looking guy he could do action he could do comedy and he was out there and he, people liked him but then Deadpool like really locked in like smarmy you know like all these qualities which is funny because if you go back it kind of weirdly is full circle because he just it took him like this long to maybe like hone in on that in the movies he makes because if you go back to Van Wilder He's kind of he's you know that the whole that whole character is based on him being kind of a, a, a smart aleck, and then he then he goes off and he does other comedies, but also like he tries to be in like uh, he's in that like Ben Kingsley movie um, with the where he goes he switches bodies like these he's in these, life that thing in space yeah so he's done some like dark dramas and he not he can still do them but like does seem like he's like his if you know his his the Deadpool did seem to kind of crystallize what people seem to find, which is funny because he's barely on, like his face is covered up for the whole movie, but. Pat, what's your guess for Free Guy? Oh, man. I don't really know. I'd give you like a baseline, but I don't really know what a baseline would be. You could look at like other That's true, which maybe, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm glad there's nothing to, I want to go high. I kind of want to go high here. I have really, like it's a complicated premise and like you said, like as we've talked about many times, video games and movies don't always kind of merge together uh, narratively. Um but I, I think I'm optimistic. I'm gonna I'm gonna go eighty eight. Really really safe eighty eight there. I'm gonna go lower. Okay. I'm gonna go lower. I would guess much lower to be honest. I don't know, like 
I just feel like he's on a roll right now, and I'm just kind of like giving him the benefit of the doubt. This is the most likely to be the movie that uh, has the greatest disparity between how much how many memes about it are posted on Reddit over the next five years and the Rotten Tomatoes score, you know? like So that's going to find an audience just not... Well, just to yeah. say that, like, um, I'm guessing lower. If we were guessing the, like, cinema score, which is this thing where, like, they survey people who just came out of the movie and, like, yeah. ask average moviegoers, I may be comfortable guessing a little higher. But movie critics, it's just, like, kind of dumb action movie plus video games. Like, a lot of things movie critics don't like, kind of, like, floating around. The yeah, maybe there. you're right. You know what know what actually kind of bothered me in the trailer is the, when he puts the glasses on. And I'm yeah. like, I don't like movies when you have, like, augmented reality glasses, which there are more of those than you think. Yeah. It's very I think they that's, live. I think there's something. No, but not that. They live is awesome. Well, in the trailer, it's just they I'm live. talking, like, the sort of digital kind of. There's something a little, like, mm. I don't. It's like my steampunk theory it's like that it's like it's an it's a caveat of that which also i'm kind of i'm i'm speaking against my own my own prediction here but and they yeah it just reminded me of they live in the trailer where someone like puts on the glasses and like sees the world for the first time or whatever right there could be a real if, if it's i mean there's it could be a really good movie if it's like it could be a very smart movie if it like is, is talking about free will or whatever though that could also be a really weird like dark like red pill kind of thing right i mean i think that is a theme of the movie is like can free free will free guy like yeah. i do think that's like part of the joke of the title all right next is a movie i would give anything to skip but we must talk about it it is ghostbusters afterlife boy do i not want to venture a guess on ghostbusters afterlife i just like it is unfortunate, but the cultural shitstorm around the last Ghostbusters movie, which is like no one who makes Ghostbusters movies fault, but still like makes it, it did sort of. I, it really has soured my excitement for anything Ghostbusters a little bit. You know, it's just like kind right, of, and it's it's unfair because again, it's not any people's fault. I like Ghostbusters twenty fifteen or whatever it was. Answer the call, like I thought was yeah uh, pretty good. Um, but anyway, just like the whole cultural shitstorm around that movie. Ugh. So. Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife is the I gotta tell you this trailer came out like uh like a week ago I don't think I've ever done this I was I saw it and I didn't know anything about this movie I didn't know who was gonna be in it like what the log line was and here's the trailer like I didn't even know they were shooting it and I pulled it up on my phone and I'm on the subway platform and I missed my train because I was so <laughs> locked into like I'm like Paul Rudd is in this and like I missed like a tr- full subway train came was very loud stopped and was pulling away and i was like oh fuck that's how into what watching excuse, this trailer. what what excuse did you give your boss that, cause <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm sure it wasn't that because that's too embarrassing well so i don't know this movie it does i don't this is a weird fucking movie right like this is well the trailer is just so um i mean it's it's not what you think of when you think of the ghost but right. which is kind of ironic because like that when the, the the last one came out, all the, the trolls on the internet were like, "This is ruining the original Ghostbusters," and like, "It's this is nothing like just just because they ch- changed the genders or of the of the main characters, which is ridiculous." And now this one comes out, which I think I, I don't think I don't think Jason Reitman was ever like I'm he never like was like I'm course correcting, yeah. but like but I think there was like this subtext of okay, this one's gonna have like the original characters or whatever, or be more, I but actually- said something but, like, this one's for the fans, which I think was like innocuous and he apologized for it, but a lot of people were like, oh, so like the last right. one wasn't for the fans or whatever. But weirdly, you know? I think- Which that is just the goes last to show why one, it's so difficult to talk about these fucking movies now. Of you know? course. But I think, I, I mean, this is just based on a trailer, so I haven't seen right, the movie right. yet. But the last one actually seems, this one seems way less like the Ghostbusters than the last well, one. Well, totally, the Ghostbusters, I mean, Ghostbusters which is, is fine. Like, and again, I, I, to be clear, like I- a, I don't give yeah, a I shit, know, I know. and B, like, 
I'm all I'm all about changing. I'm all about st- I'm all about staying with the original thing if that's what you want to do, or like moving. I think it's fun to move. I, I really think there's no ver- every permutation of a there's of a of a property can be fun if it's done in as long as it's done with, in a cool way. Mm-hmm. So, but that said though, I think this new one is like it's yeah, it's weird. Like they're in the middle of. I, I don't know. I, it seems like a, a very different spin. I think it's like they just saw Stranger Things and it. Looks it like Stranger Things, and yeah. they're like, oh, kids in the Midwest. That's so, how you make a successful horror film. I mean, Ghostbusters 1 is like the fun, right? The joke is like they're like very blue collar, you know? And like it's like they're just like four. It's very New york and they're like, hey, we're busting ghosts here or whatever. You know, right. it's like very low class, low status, you know, and like in this crazy sci-fi plot or whatever. This is like so reverential and just like so yeah. epic. And like it really seems uh, like the tone is off. A weird thing, here's my read on this movie without having seen it yet, is, so this is directed by Jason Reitman, whose father, Ivan Reitman, directed the original Ghostbusters. And right? who is himself a, a pretty accomplished director as well. He made Juno. Jason Reitman is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. June, yeah J- Jason Reitman, yeah, I mean, Juno. I mean, nothing like this. This is kind of his most commercial movie ever, because he's made, he's a acclaimed director, but yeah. it's, we're talking Juno and Young Adult and great movies, but not like on the scale of Ghostbusters. So anyway, here's this movie where it's like, the kid, I don't, it's like about a kid who like finds his grandfather's like toys and like takes out the toys and like learns about the legacy of his father. And it seems like he's making a movie about himself making a Ghostbusters movie, you right. know, about like him learning to like grapple with the legacy of his parents, and, like what it means and blah, blah, blah. Which again, I haven't seen the movie yet. Maybe it's about something else, but um, that was just, I don't know. I thought that was like an interesting subject just in the trailer, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, look. Paul Rudd's in this movie. That that's like you can never go too wrong when Paul Rudd's there to like hold your hand. <laughs> Carrie Coon's in this movie. Like, oh, that's right. That's cool. I guess doing I, kids makes sense because like you did, you, like just like men, women. Like oh boy, what do we do? I don't know. It's like are any of the kids from Stranger Things? Is yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Right, Finn Wolfhard. Right, right, isn't it? And he, yeah, who's in it? Is he in it too? I can't keep yep, the Stranger Things kids yeah. straight. He's young. Oh, he's. Bill Hader plays the older version of him. He's him. So, uh, oh shit, I gotta guess this one. Ghostbusters yes. Afterlife. Oh, thank God I don't have to. Yeah, I really don't know. Like, it's so fucking loaded. In a, it's just so loaded with shit. It's really like hard to see through to like what the movie's gonna right. Be. It's like the, it's like the history of the franchise. The fact that it's a it's a sequel at all. The fact that it's like this the last movie was came and then with the, all this, and then the know. cultural baggage from just when we did this a few but years also, ago. Then also, then also, yeah, Finn Wolfhard in a scary movie is very like. You're, that's a lot of like Stranger Things, uh, like energy to have in something. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not especially optimistic about this movie, I guess. But it could be. We haven't. I don't know. This is this. There is was re- no comedy in the trailer. Like I, I don't mean that like in a critical way. It was like I'm, I'm sure you don't hire Paul Rudd to be boring. But like I'm sure there will be comedy. But yeah, the trailer and this could just be a trailer editing. But like that's what I'm saying. When like the tone is like not at all in line with like what the original ones are. Like well, so what's your guess? And keep in mind, uh, this is going to define you as a person. Yeah, it's just like they treat Ghostbusters one like it was like um, I don't know like. Uh, Star Wars or just like this like grand epic saga and like it's not it's like a funny it's like a funny movie that's it no yeah and it's a it's a it's, it's a classic but you're right what you're saying is like it's a cl- as a comedy it's better to kind of be like a like a Caddyshack kind of thing it's just kind of this like yeah it'll be movie tough. you can kind of throw away that's that's its charm but even though it's a huge Ghostbusters one so special is that it's like a very funny movie one of the funniest movies maybe you know it's got a it's a very funny movie uh, and it also like you can imagine a version of that movie where they just take the comedy out and it's actually just like a cool action sci-fi ghost movie and like so yeah it, it does it straddles both those things 
This is probably the hardest guess for me of the day. I'm going to say 70. I'm going to go... I'm going to go lower. Lower. I don't know. That's kind of a coin toss. That's yeah, kind of a that, coin that toss. Yeah, that's the first one. All right, moving on is a movie we don't know that much about. I think, though, there's actually a trailer for it. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Oh, right, yeah. The next Christopher I've Nolan I've seen this movie. trailer. I've seen the trailer, too, but yeah. I actually don't... I think it's, like, kind of abstract. Like, I don't think it gives you a lot to go on. It's yeah, just, like, yeah. images and shit. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> moving at 24 frames a second or something. <laughs> and there's some sound, too. So, um... Yeah, I, I don't really know what much to say. And, like, this is one of those movies where I actually didn't Wikipedia because, like, I actually don't want to know anything about it to, like, I, I am in the theater watching can, Tenet. Can, I heard a rumor. I think I just heard this last night at dinner with a friend. And this is – should I say this? It might be spoiler, but I heard it's – I, I think it's a rumor and I'm not even sure it's true. Okay. Should I say it? Oh, sure. Apparently there's some rumor that it's a sequel to Inception. Whoa, which would, would be, be amazing, great. right? Yeah. I don't, I don't believe it to be. I don't really think that's his his mo. I love and, Inception. Inception might be my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Actually, I do too. And I, I don't think this is true though. I think that like the marketing for the movie has really focused more on time travel. I, I would say it's closer, like Interstellar, honestly, because it f- seems more based on the very, very little amount of stuff we know. But I don't know. That's just something I heard. That's I, I, Michael Caine is in it, but Michael Caine's in every Christopher Nolan movie. I think yes, he's in a lot of them pretty anyway. much, yeah. And since, um, since I think uh, the Prestige or since Batman, and uh, I, there's a you know there's an interesting cast, I guess. I, I I just don't have that much to go on here. I think that's Christopher Nolan. I think that's probably enough to be honest. Chris Nolan. Uh, rumors aside, I think maybe time travel is involved. Um, it, great, some, a good cast. Uh, Chris the guy Nolan from, time travel movie. It's like yes, yes. It's I'm funny there. he's never done an actual time travel movie. If you actually think about it, which is kind of insane. Because he's done, he's done movies about like dream weird time. He's done a lot of movies where time is manipulated, like Inception, where like you know time goes slower when you're in a dream. Interstellar, where time slows down when you're on these different planets near the black hole. Also, there's like there is a form of time travel, though it's not. It's more of a four dimensional tesseract travel or something. Where, right. Like, it's not really time travel. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like get Marty getting the Can machine thing. And then of course uh, the way he plays with narrative in movies like. Uh, Memento and uh, the new one, even Dunkirk is like a weird, like Dunkirk was like, oh, he's doing a normal movie about World War II. And it's like, nope, I'm going to do it like at three different time frames. So I'm looking at his um, Rotten Tomatoes page and uh, I'm kind Dunkirk, 93%. Interstellar, 72%. That's way lower than I would have guessed. I like Interstellar. I I really like Interstellar, though I think a lot of people hate it. I like, yeah, that that sounds low. But if you're an ass, if you watch Interstellar and you're like, this is a bad movie, dumb, like, fuck you. Interstellar is like good and bold and like big and original. Like, it doesn't always land. I can appreciate not liking it, but if you watch Interstellar and you're like, this is stupid, like I think for you and I both, like big swings have yeah. so much cachet. Like I, I think it's a good movie, period. But like even if it was less than good, I would give it a couple of I would give it a lot of rope because like you're trying something. I mean you're I'm talking to a guy whose favorite movie is Cloud Atlas. So Prestige, seventy six percent. The Batmans are all in the eighties. Uh what do you think for Tenet? Is this you? <sighs> this is you. I'm gonna go high, man, because it is Nolan. And the, like, if you average those, we're talking like at least the '80s, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh man, and I just gave what I just Inception was only Wait, 87. I, oh, I, I did lower to, than your score. I, was it, are we too hard on the Ghostbusters? I was. You were sixty something, and I'm I said, lower. I said seventy percent. You guessed lower. But again, you know what? I, there's a lot of like look, look, 
Nolan's got some seventies in there. There's no shame here. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not shaming these movies. That's the yeah. important thing. Anyway, whatever. I uh, love. I mean, I love Interstellar and I love Inception. I think those are both great. Interstellar has a seventy-two percent, and I just said I just declared it bullshit, and I said anyone who doesn't like the movie is bullshit. So what was uh, Dunkirk? Ninety something. Wow. Ninety three. I actually don't like Dunkirk. Going back to my military thing. I'm gonna go high here. I want to go high. What was Dunkirk one more time? 93. 93. I'm going 93. 93. That's a good guess. I might pull a souls on you and say higher. Okay. That's fair. It's a tough one. I might say lower. Here's what I'm thinking. There's not that 90, but keep in mind, he's never had anything higher than 93. I'm going to guess lower, even though it's safe. What's Memento? Memento's high. 92 or something. I just saw it. Um, He's due for like another 90s one is what I'm saying. Yeah. The fact that it's an original premise, that it's not a Batman movie, though I guess Interstellar is an original premise too, but the fact that it's an original premise, I think, I imagine people would latch on to. You can price his right. I mean, it's okay. It also seems a little fun that it is. No, I'm, I'm going lower. My guess is lower, though it's a tough one to guess. I, I could see it going I was, I'm a little high, even though I love Christopher Nolan. That's a high one. I could see that one also. It feels, the fact that it's just got a, did Dunkirk come out in the summer? Like, Dunkirk's not a summer movie. The fact that this is coming out in the summer makes me feel like it's going to be, like, fun. It's it's tricky because I honestly have no idea. Because it was obviously an Oscar, it, you know, it was an Oscar contender and it was meant to be an Dunkirk Oscar. Dunkirk did come out in the summer. It was released in July. But I was going to say, like, any other director that was making a World War II movie, you're going to make it an Oscar contender. But because it's Christopher Nolan, that's why he's so great. He's doing both. Like, we, this can be a summer release and people will come to it like a summer movie. But, it can, but it's also a World War II Oscar caliber movie. So it's like, um, that's, yeah. It's but I think yeah I'm not surprised it's the summer which is kind of rare for an Oscar contending movie. All right, you guess ninety three percent. I guess lower. We got three more movies to discuss. First is uh the Jungle Cruise. I will be guessing about the Jungle Cruise starring The Rock and Emily Blunt. Um, this, Ooh, love that pairing. This is. Did you see the trailer? Did you see the trailer? Nope. There's a trailer for it. Um, this is based on the Disney uh ride, of course. Yeah, the Jungle Cruise. Seems like they're kind of going for like that Pirates of the Caribbean magic. It's like in the jungle and there's some sort of magic and voodoo and there's like creatures like, you know, and sort of a, again, in a pirate. They've been trying to like recapture that pirate's magic. Yeah, definitely. They're like three of the top 10 grossing movies of all time, probably until a year ago. No, you're right. You're right. Like those pirates fucking movies. So like, yeah, I'm surprised it took them this long, though. But they haven't really had another home run, right? Like in terms of ride based movies, because I think after the pirates movie, they. They did a Country Bears movie. They did a um, Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy. Though, that might they, predate Pirates, but I'm not sure. No, I think Pirates. That's after? Well, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I, I got to imagine Pirates was like the... the uh, Pirates started this, I'm pretty Haunted sure. Haunted Mansion, 2003. Pirates the, of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Not so, one. So long ago. Curse of the oh, Black one? Pearl. Is 2003. They both came out in 2003. Really? Okay, yeah. well... Well, Country Bears happened as well. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all the ride-based movies. Yeah, it's surprising they have... Uh, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland was... Tomorrowland. Was, uh, I think, they, they, they thought would be that. Brad Bird. Brad right. Bird's first live-action film. So, that's The Jungle Cruise. I mean, The Rock and Emily Blunt are in it. I don't know. Like, Emily Blunt needs to go on a cruise. It's funny because he's already, he's already doing Jumanji, which is another, like, jungle-based yeah. adventure, magical adventure film, which is very successful, though. This comes up every year. Is this you or me? This is me. It comes up every year where I (laughs) have to say this unpopular opinion. I don't think The Rock makes especially good movies, people. Like, The Rock does not seem like... Disagree. I don't know. Like, The Rock is... Hard disagree. The Rock has not made... 
he has not found his like James Cameron in the way Schwarzenegger did, and he hasn't written his own vehicles in the way Stallone did, and he hasn't made anything even as good as like um, frankly as good as like uh, uh, Crank Two for Jason Statham. Like, there's be- you know, like I don't know, there's like a killer. But maybe that's his. Movie. That's maybe that's why he's special. He's kind of a journeyman. He's like, he's got the like star power of a Stallone or a Schwarzenegger or a whatever, but is also kind of a chameleon and can kind of be in your, he can be in your like, he can be in your, you know, long running franchise like the Fast and the Furious movies or he can kind of start his own thing or whatever. Jumanji is pretty good. Jumanji actually might be the best rock movie actually, I think. Is that possible? I've never seen Jumanji. It's not bad. Uh, he needs, he, I, I would, I guess I will, uh, I would agree with you only in that I think he may be like, I, I think he's still definitely still waiting for like his dream director for sure. I'm looking at the filmography of the director of Jungle Cruise. It is Wame Kole Serra. Please forgive me if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he has directed The Commuter, the uh, Liam Neeson, I want to say, movie. Uh, the Shallows and Nonstop. So not a lot for me to go on here. I don't really know a lot about. I think Nonstop movies. and Shallows. Both uh, Amanda Ferry. I think I saw the. Sh- is that is that the one that like it's a about a woman like stuck in a shark cage. Uh, I think that's 40 meters deep. I think in the shallow, she's stuck on a rock. It's like also yes. she's stuck. She, it's like she's stuck on a rock. I think Ama- our friend sleeping. Amanda saw this movie and was like really into it. And I thought, I've, I've heard good things about, um, what's the other one? The, the truck one? Nonstop? Nonstop, yeah. So also speaking of Nonstop is also act- a Liam Neeson movie. Okay, can I really quickly plug a really good Liam Neeson movie that I just saw? Yeah. Cold Pursuit. No. Dude. Cold- I went in thinking it was just another one of like the hundred Liam Neeson like post take post taken movies. It is so much weirder than you think. So much like made with so That's much more like a artistry. Snowplow than, driver. He's a snowplow driver whose son goes missing, and he kind of goes on a revenge quest. But it's just done in a way that is weirder than any other Neeson revenge movie. I'm extremely sold. Yeah. All right, Jungle Cruise. There's like no particular reason to be optimistic here. I mean, it's I know Pirates of the Caribbean is good, but this is based on a fucking Disney ride, people. I'm gonna go seventy-two percent. I'm gonna go higher. Higher. I just think the Rock. I mean, Ram. I think he's. I think the Rock has a good batting average. You can't. You can't help it. It's just fact. All right. Our hold on. Our final uh, kind of ish movie we have to discuss today is Morbius. And when I sent you the list of movies yesterday, you were like, what the fuck is Morbius? So let me, what on earth is Morbius? Let me walk the audience through this. Morbius is like a C or D level Spider-Man supporting character. I think maybe he was initially a villain. It's, just say, it's Morbius sounds like in like an 80s horror movie, the video game in the corner that's covered in cobwebs. <laughs> he has a name like, it's like Morbius the undead. Like, you know, Morbius right. the living vampire. Go on though, like so he's a Spider-Man villain. I apologize. So, well, he's like, I believe his origin, I think is i'll go through this quickly because i'm not sure he's a scientist and he like somehow scientifically turns himself into a vampire so he's not like a dracula vampire he's like a science vampire yeah and he's initially a bad guy um and then eventually i think he becomes sort of like an anti-hero anti-hero good guy um i don't really know him from the comics i actually mostly remember him from like the uh 90s spider-man cartoon and so that's morbius i mean if i had to list 10 Spider-Man characters who should have movies, I don't think Morbius would make the list, you know? Um, But Sony just, like, owns a basket of Spider-Man characters. They want to do a Black Cat movie. They they had a huge success with the Venom movie. Right. Um, so Did you see Venom? I, you know, it's funny. I have not seen Venom, which is unbelievable, because I think I've seen just about every other major comic movie ever made. And, like, and you you like Venom? 
Not really. Also, Tom Hardy is like that's. I that's, should see Venom. Tom Hardy being in that movie is like I forget that he's in that movie. He's such I, a great actor. I will watch Venom eventually. I, it sort yeah. of eluded me, but I I have to catch up with Venom. Let um, me know when you do. I'll come over and watch it. So what do you? So I don't know. That's Morbius. Uh, here's what I can. Who's tell, playing Morbius? Jared Leto. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's got. Uh, and this is DC or Marvel? This is. A Marvel movie, but it's being made by Sony. I don't think it's connected to the Marvel I Cinematic okay, Universe. Right. I'm not sure if Venom is, to be honest. Uh, Matt Smith, the Doctor Who is in it. Jaris, Jared Harris is in oh, it. Oh, I love him. He's Morbius's mentor, according to this page. Uh, <laughs> Tyrese is in it as an FBI agent hunting Morbius. Uh-oh. Gibson signed a three-picture deal when he joined the film. <laughs> um, so I love that cast, though. I mean, like... Directed by when you start with Leto and the cast gets more interesting, I'm like all on board. It's directed by Daniel Espinoza, who directed Life, the Ryan Reynolds in space with an alien movie we were talking we about before. About. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Child 44, which I don't remember. Looks like a Tom Hardy movie. Uh, I just don't know. I just have no... It's funny, Sony... It's, it's like if the DC movie... I feel bad for Sony at this point because if like Marvel is Coca-Cola and like... DC is like Pepsi. Yeah. Then like these Sony movies seem to be like like Mr. Pib or something or RC Cola. Well, Spider look Spider Man's no joke. Like that's like Spider Man's. I like, know, but they don't have Spider Man anymore, no, right? No, they do. They do. They still as I as I understand it. No, they still own Spider Man, but the Spider Man movies will take place in the shared Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Sony owns the rights to Spider Man. Okay, so I but, but I, Sony has to pump out as I understand this a Spider Man movie every two or three years, or they lose the rights to it. Is this so, why Mobius is happening? No, but like. They'll you can set your watch like there will be a Tom Holland Spider Man movie in like 2024 you know like they just like there it'll be in the Marvel verse yeah like they I believe if I understand this correctly will lose the rights if they stop making Spider Man movies so like they're gonna make a Spider Man movie like come hell or fucking high water right, like, right they right. they must be making they must release like that it's, new one that came out where they were the whole thing with like is is it gonna be part of the Marvel universe or not like. I'm sure they wrote a version of that movie where like Black Panther or whoever's in it and a version where Black Panther is right. not it because they have to be writing it already because it's got to come out in two years, you know? Um, what if they make a, if they make a, like a like a movie that's just about like Mary Jane but Tom Holland and Spider-Man are not in it? Does that count? I don't know because I don't think Venom is a part of this. So I don't think so. I think they have I mean, to I would love it. I would see a Mary Jane movie, like a Mary Jane only movie. Totally. Well, they do. They Spider-Verse is actually quite good. Spider-Man might, yeah. Spider-Verse might be the best of all And aren't there comics where it's like just about Jimmy Olsen or whatever? It's yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's, I mean, I think they're doing a Spider-Gwen movie, I believe, spinning her out of um, the Spider-Verse movies. As an animated film. I think so. Yeah. So, like, Sony is releasing a Spider-Man movie or two a year. I kind of, I think as, as even if, I don't know if they're doing it for weird financial reasons or not, and I have no idea who this guy is, uh, what's his, uh, Mo- Mobius? Morbius. Morbius. I mean, a great example, like, sometimes I think uh, introducing a, a, a existing but not well-known superhero maybe has benefits because... Um, as you you might have known who the Guardians of the Galaxy were or who Doctor Strange was. I think for a lot of normal people like me, I had no idea who Doctor Strange or the Guardians were. And those are arguably two of the best films of the entire Marvel franchise. So there's, there's potential there. Right. Doctor Strange, with Morbius. even if you hadn't heard of it, was drawn by Jack Kirby, who you probably have heard of, or if you haven't, he's yeah. like one of the two people whose names you need to know after after Stanley. And But I think, I, I just think in these cases, like this sort of, it's possible that like not having any baggage going into yeah, watching yeah. them maybe is, it's fun it's a blank slate you can really have fun with it yeah I mean maybe you can think of it as a Jared Leto vampire superhero movie <laughs> sounds pretty good right so so that means Leto's Joker in one verse and has he been in a Marvel movie 
I don't think yeah. so. I saw a family and on then, Halloween, and, then, and the whole family was dressed as different Jokers. Yes. And the kid, like from you know, and <laughs> the kid, they're like the kid was dad. Jared. Well, no, there was a kid was um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. There, but there was like a teenager who was Jared Leto with like damage, and I was like, did he? Who like how? Who assigned these? Yeah, who? Yeah, how did how did he get stuck being the Jared Leto Joker? And they were like, he already kind of has the stringy hair, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I think like the Jared Leto Joker feels like the teenager of the Joker family. Like, yeah. I, I don't know exactly where who else is what. Like, I guess the youngest kid should be the young the the Jared the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. He, he's the youngest version. Yeah, I guess Jack Nicholson's daddy. Jack Nicholson's dad, or Cesar Romero? Was it Romero? Uh, he's grandpa. He's Wait, Cesar Romero's grandpa. Who else was in the family? It was so Heath Ledger. There was a Heath Joker. There was an Arthur Fleck Joker. There was a, there was a Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah. There was a Leto Joker. That's it, I guess. Is there three of them? No, who's, there's who's four mom? of them now. Who's mom? There's four of them now. Caesar, Heath, Jack Nicholson, and Joaquin. And I can't let this conversation go without mentioning Mark Hamill, my favorite Joker. Well, you know what? I, I got some... God, I'm not, I, <laughs> I don't care about the Joker this much, but for some reason, I got like a targeted ad on my Instagram account, and it was for some like memorabilia thing, and it was a poster... This kind of like, you know, like I mean, a th- kind of thing you'd buy in Sky Mall, like a real, like I would never. <laughs> if you go into someone's apartment, they have this on their wall in the living room, like that might be a, a sign. I don't know. I'm not. Whatever. It's an art. It's a very artful painting of all the existing Jokers, like as a, in a uh, family portrait. Yeah. Um. Super silly, but it's like, uh, so you know, it's like, it's like Heath Ledger is standing there, and like Caesar Romero is like sitting on the couch, like he's grandfather, and like whatever. And then there's even a TV in the corner with uh, the Mark Hamill Joker on the TV screen and then Jared Leto's in the back and they literally but the thing is they showed two versions of it that you could buy and one had Jared Leto and one did not have Jared Leto that's so funny and I was like oh that's so mean to Jared Leto (laughs) he is probably so sad he worked so hard on that Joker thing it probably like fucking kills him how much everyone loves this new Joker movie like yeah probably will kill him forever I have nothing against Jared Leto (laughs) I don't want to end we can't can't end who cares All right, what's your guess from Morbius the living vampire oh god I gotta go I want to go low on this one. There's no reason to be especially optimistic. Like, maybe it's good, but, like, there's nothing here that, like, screams, like, this is going to be a great film. I just feel bad because we were just so, I just feel like we were just ragging on Jared Leto so much just now. I'm sure he's I a nice person. Probably, I guess. He, uh, is he? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um, ay, Dios mio. Uh, let's see. Good lord. I have no idea. I mean, was Venom well reviewed, or was it just, did it just make money? It made so much money. I don't think it was well reviewed. There is a Venom two coming next year. Uh, Venom. I'm gonna go five percent lower. Twenty nine percent on oh, Rotten God. Tomatoes. All right, you know what? Then that's my Morbius guess. I'm sorry. That's actually tough. Ah, boy, there's a lot of room for it to be higher. But like, I'm it's, just playing the numbers here. This is not. I'm gonna guess higher, but I I feel like I'm gonna regret that at the end. I'm just going off of the. Yeah, no- I'm yeah. just playing the numbers game. Well, that's here. the lowest not, guess by I'm far. Not, yeah, we had a pretty good range. There's some 70s, 80s, 90s, and now a 29. Yeah, we didn't hug the 60s and the 80s too much. This is actually the end of the movies where we have to guess. There's one more movie. There's only two movies coming out in August that I added to my list. One okay. is Antoine Fuqua. I have no idea to say this man's name. Antoine Fuqua. You know he directed Training Day. Yeah, a bunch of, of other good movies. He has a movie coming out, a sci-fi movie called Infinite, starring Mark Wahlberg. A man, Mark Wahlberg, learns his visions he's been having are actually memories of his past lives. Maybe good. I don't know. We don't really. We, <laughs> so we could talk about this. But there's only two movies in August that like were. I really want. Were even worthy of consideration. That was one, and then the other one, Bill and Ted face the music. 
which doesn't oh, come Christ. out till the end of August. And why co- doesn't that make it count? Well, I'm thinking we have an odd number of guesses, so maybe let's just talk about Bill and Ted and not not register a guess for it. Because okay, cause then I don't know. It's also like I'm excited about I, it. We're so excited. I like I don't yeah. even want to guess because it's too it's so precious to me. Like, well, I, I think it's great because I mean I I think that. If Keanu made this movie, cut to Antoine Fuqua's Infinite being like the avatar of next summer. It's just like eighth week raking in eighty million dollars. Still, <laughs> I think that. Um, I mean, we're in the middle of this Keanu. I mean, it's the Keanu Sans has been going on forever. But you know, let's we're still. In the, it's he's at a he's at a high point. He's at a, he's at a peak of his career. I feel like right now. Yeah. Um, and he's had as man who's had many peaks. Yeah, he's yeah. Maybe one of his biggest ones. So it's a really like he doesn't have to make this movie. So it's I he, I yeah. think it, and he has he has really good taste. That's I think it's why he's had such a great career. So I just, I'm just like I I don't think he would make this if it wasn't at least had the potential of being legitimately interesting and good. The other reason this is coming out, we're not going to make a guess on this one, is because it comes out at the end of August, and if last year is any indication, we'll record this episode. Like, we'll be out of movies already, and we'll be recording before this actually comes out. But yeah, Bill and Ted, I mean, I love the Bill and Ted movies so deeply. Like, they just came out, like, for the right... I was, like, the right age when they came out, which was, like, a little too young for it in a way, you know? Like, I... I, And, uh... So I just loved those movies when I was a kid, and I thought they were so funny. And, like, as I grow up and I watch them... Uh, you know, you see that like they're actually very clever and like they're really tight and smart. Right, you can and, like, watch them when you're a kid movies. and just have fun because it's like SoCal, and, like like Napoleon on a water slide, great kid stuff. And you can watch them ten years later and be like, oh, there's an entire other level to these movies. And then uh, the Bogus like, Journey is possibly even better. Like this is why I guess the reason to be optimistic about Bill and Ted Face the Music, even though I just told you I'm sick of reboots, is because this is a sequel to the odd sequel that is actually good. Like, yeah. if you chart the trajectory of Bill and Ted movies, they're still going up. It's I'm, been a while, but, like, they're on the upswing. I'm glad you said that, because weirdly this came up last night with some friends at dinner, and my friend had never actually seen either of the Bill and Ted movies, and I was like, oh, yeah, you gotta watch both of them. And I was like, my first instinct, I was like, I, I was like, actually, I think you just, I mean, they're both good, but, like, if you only want to watch one, you should probably watch part two. Oh, no, I think you gotta watch the, the first one's the, I mean... I no, but if, if, but let's say let's just say like he only has time in his entire life to watch one of them. Wouldn't All you right, say you two? leave a note for yourself in the past <laughs> to go back. But don't you think if you, if you like a gun to your head, if you only could watch one, I think two's better. I don't know. I think they're approximately well, you, equal. But one's just, I mean, you just said two's better. I did say two's better. I guess that's right. But one's like kind of the classic, and this I feel like two actually might be confusing if you don't see one. Is that crazy? Um, no, you're. I'm they sure, probably yeah, give no, you the tools no. you need, but like it's such a off the wall premise and like it's Definitely. not like it's not like Spider-Man 2 you're like alright he fights bad guys I got it like I'm up to speed it's really just it's, I guess the answer is like you just have to watch both yeah you like, really yeah, do have yeah, to watch yeah. both um, I love those movies it's so great they're finally making the third one I hope I hope they I'm just I just can't believe they got Alex Winter back yeah 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 uh, well Alex <laughs> That's Winter I'm, the sh- I'm sorry I like Alex Winter I'm just and Alex Winter has had he works Alex Winter directs and um, we saw him we saw a live screening of his movie Freaked right we saw Freaked which is a movie he directed back in the 90s but Alex Winter is like a working director I'm just pulling up his page uh, well, yeah, I feel bad now. I just was like shitting on him for no reason. That he's done mean. a lot of documentaries. Um, he did one about Napster, and I think he did another internet one. So Alex Winter is like around and working. He did a Bitcoin documentary. Um, Pretty cool. He did a Napster documentary, which is kind of about like wow. I'm not. This sounds like a, a fact. I'm gonna make up. This sounds yeah. like a, <laughs> I, this sounds like I'm I'm joking. So I, I have to preface this as true. Uh, the 2018 Panama Papers documentary was directed by Alex Winters. So he's just like a legit, good, successful documentarian, it sounds like. I think that's right. That's cool. It's cool to do the Napster thing, though, because that's kind of like, 
if you think of uh, the career of Alex Winter with like themes of his movies being music and the future and technology, mm. that's Bill and Ted, and that's also Napster. So he's done documentaries on. Nap- I like how my <laughs> I thought I was making such a clever point, and he, he did not. He could not care less. Well, he's. Uh, I just want he's his documentaries have been about. He's done one on Napster. He's done one called Deep Web: The Untold Story of Bitcoin and the Silk Road, which came out in 2015 already. Uh-huh. Um, and then he did one uh, called Where'd It Go. Trust machine, trust machine, the story of the blockchain. So like, uh, he, back into Bitcoin, huh. and he's also doing. Oh, I forgot about this. I did know this. He's doing, or he did a Frank Zapp, Zappa documentary, which was a big deal for Frank Zappa fans because they they let him into like the Zappa archives and like there was a lot of rare footage in oh, there, really? and that that I believe was a big deal. Good for on him. Too. You yeah. know what? I mean, yeah, I love I love that he's. I think that makes probably for a better movie because there's no weirdness on set of like, hey, like you're Keanu. Yeah, or yeah. Not. It's like, no, I'm good. I, I made some great movies. I'm direct. I'm sure Keanu probably loves those movies. He's also kind of like a nerdy film guy himself, uh, and of course loves techn- the Matrix and whatnot. He's all into like, it's like, oh, I, the Wachowskis were talking about blockchain, man. It's funny, like, who is this movie? I, I can't imagine. Like, I, I, I think this movie will be good. I'm hoping it'll be good, but I also like it's really hard to imagine like all critics being like, the new Bill and Ted's great. You got to go see the Bill and Ted. Like, it feel. Bill and Ted, in a weird way, is like such a specific thing. Like it feels, it's, it's hard a, to imagine a Bill and Ted movie that about Bill and Ted being forty that is opened up to new fans of the franchise. As in addition to like bringing back old people like me, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know, like it's which is fine by me. I'm me, so I'm happy with that. But um, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to say. Like, see, I think like, it's a good time for it to come out because of this, like this, like second wave of Keanu happening. Like, I think it kind of will. I'm glad they didn't, they didn't get green like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it just feels like people have so much love of Keanu right now that I think they're willing to follow him anywhere. And, like, it just kind of gives the movie kind of a weird vibe. I, people, I, I just trust him so much. I mean, I, maybe I'm naive or whatever. I mean, like, for example, um, I recently, like, this week, I think, there was that news that was that, like, like as of now, as of this recording, uh, John Wick 4 and The Matrix 4 are coming out on the I same day. That, yeah. And, Really delightfully, Twitter was like, "I'll just see them both. I don't care." Like, yeah. Which I, of course, will I'll do. I'll take the day off of work. That's no yeah. problem. And I'm, I mean, my friend like they're, like, they're definitely changing that. I'm like, you're probably right. It makes no like financial sense to do that. But I'm also like, I think it'd be great if they didn't, and they just like, wouldn't that be an amazing? It would be cultural amazing. moment. There's yeah. seems very unlikely. It but, does seem unlikely. Yeah. Uh, all right, Pat. We made it. That, this is great. I like this format too. Yeah, that was fun. It was hard to guess some of these. I really was stuck to like trying to figure out like what's how to corner you on some of them. I, I felt really bad because I had to like say movies were going to be good that I thought were not good, get better reviews. And I, I was forced to defend movies I didn't like and and say not great things about movies I did like. So this is all very. But you know what? It's all in this. It's all in the sake of a uh, of, of the tradition. And okay, so we will be back in August to review these we'll be back in a year to do this for our 10th anniversary again write in if you have ideas about uh how that should work and what that should be and uh my email address is on jeffrey jeffrey show.com uh pat you have anything you want to plug um what are what are the stakes of this is it oh, the same stakes as I last think so time? right loser watches the worst rated movie probably morbius <laughs> <laughs> oh damn well, yeah, our lowest guest was Morbius. All right, Morbius does seem like I mean, a candidate pr- for the lowest. But I feel like you're you were going to see Morbius anyway. That's Maybe. kind of unfair, but I but I will. But it I could will stand be Scoob. It. it could. This could be the excuse I need to see Scoob. <laughs> Scoob and Morbius are definitely the one and two. I'd say that like could really be a disaster. I'm happy to see either of those. This is great. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, Pat. Well, uh, anything to plug? Is there anything we should talk about? 
Uh, no, Samantha B. At Samantha B. Wednesdays uh, on TBS, 10.30. You're not Samantha B. You write for the show. I write for the show. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's a show I love. You know, also watch Euphoria. That's a great show. No. Um, and I'm at Patrick underscore Castles on Twitter. Cool. Well, Pat, thank you, as always, for doing this for the ninth year. The second time we're doing it for the ninth year. Next time we'll do it for the tenth year. See you soon. See you there. Thanks, Pat. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>